welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the official and voted on representative Green Arrow fans everywhere, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. This is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 486. You do speak for all Green Green Arrow fans. That's actually. right. So we'll, we'll see what you say about you that for the today. Uh, I was not. I'm landslide. not privy to those landslides. Not according to that one guy. That, that guy, guy in the nothing. comments back Nobody in the day, for him. he was pretty pissed off at you. But hey, everybody, welcome to the Words. big deal here. Oh, you weirdos ready to have some fun. As Eric says, skew and review. We'll be doing that Crack in just up, a moment. Down. After I end up telling you, please go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us there. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. Check out written reviews from Sus Gabe. Also, go to our YouTube channel where I have more and more things going on there. That's at Weird Science Comics. And then finally, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. And if you do go there, you get a bunch of exclusive shows, including our weekly spotlight. We have our DC Comics Badass Picks of the Week comic book spotlight podcast, Eric. Right? And this week they ended he up picking, breath with that. they got City Boy number one and Justice Society City of America Boy. number four. So we ended up having two pretty good books there on the spotlight, leaving us with, you know, some sus not ones good for book. the show. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But not only that, Eric, don't act yet. There's no. two things I will tell okay. you right now. Shit. Don't act yet. Do All you right. think that our podcast could? Cut through a tin can and then cut through a tomato. Yes, it could, but it won't be a don't try cutting tomatoes with a podcast. But this next week coming up five weeks in a month means that it's a weird thing to say. Five Tuesdays in a month. You end up having an annuals annuals week at the DC Comics. And that's what we're going to have next week. And if you're new to the game, you will now be aware those weeks we are Patreon only. So next week's episode, yeah. episode 487, that will Patreon only. You can end up going, signing up for as little as a dollar to listen to that exclusive show, it's plus a lot of easy. other things. And just as a little bit of an incentive, I don't know, but we are now able to give a week, uh, I think it is a week, a seven-day free trial. So you can go over and check things out and have seven days as Very a free weak. trial. So. You can check that out that way as well. I tried to explain. I, I'm telling you, it seemed all <laughs> good in my you. mind and the way I'm I talking about it. I had no idea where you were going with that because you didn't tell me about it. I'm like, where were we going with this No, week? they just ended up, they just, yes, they just ended up doing that. It's something that we've been asking Patreon to do for oh, quite yeah. some time now. So it's a pretty cool deal. So you can end up checking things out now. If you do but don't go treat there, it like them streaming services. Act now and stay now. Yes, and stay. Well, the idea that you can offer, you know, a trial for everything. I just have it at the five dollar level that gets a lot of the stuff, including the spotlight show, and would also include the exclusive Patreon only podcast next week. So you can check that out, and hopefully, you will realize, hey, they do a lot of the good stuffs here. I and like you'll the stay good stuffs and keep going on and, and help us out as well and, and make Eric happy and then he could buy his action figures and we could keep I do talking love action figures. about the comics because you know Eric, an episode five hundred is coming up and you know what Boy, I always I said it. about that. You know what I you don't saying. know what I've been thinking about that. <laughs> that is coming up soon. But all of that again, right now you can go and listen to the spotlight that has City Boy number one and Justice Society of America number four, but all the spotlights Bang, yes. that we've ever done 
We've done so much. What you talking about, bangers? Is what I say. But with all of that, the people who did end up picking those two books, the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, we end up saluting them right now. With, with the badass roll call. Right, you're laughing at me. You shut your mouth. You oh, shut your mouth, you jerk. Here we go. We have Stephen Batdad, a Mitchell, Brian, oh, Trevitt. I don't want to say Brian Trevitt. That might confuse people. Dad Nation. Yeah, y'all. Eric K, double K, Jeffrey Greek, Zach Walker, The Annihilator, Ted Probes, I Love Punchline, Stork. Michael S., Tam, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Niels T. Ward, David Fink, Stephen Baum, still mad at you about the hockey, I'm sure. Oh, no. Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. He's out chasing birds, but I don't mean like the Brits. Uh, Michael G., Ken Hallett, Comic Boom Rocky, Some Ting Wong. That Eric is hateful. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's right weird. now, I just got word that his cousin, holy fuck, he's mad at you, Eric. He's very <laughs> angry at you right now. Oh, my God, we're canceled. Mark Jager, he's I just him and, him and, uh, you know, Matt Razor, they just came back from Europe. Eric. Nice. They're fancy because Rock European. Right? Bill, a beer from the Bad Pod. Ruben, Carlos, I'm going to have to hit this thing again. I know it. No, Mark. <laughs> Matt Rapier. Oh, okay. Uh, uh. Did you know that Matt Rapier's son is a huge Mirror Master fan? How would That's I know that? That's pretty cool, right? Because if you followed me on the on the Twitter, he ended up tweeting us about that. I said, as long as he's not a Heatwave fan, you're you're better off. You know, once you become a Heatwave fan, you're in trouble. Luke Hollywood, drunk, asleep, column A, column B. See, now I can play around with Simon. Simon. Luis Manship, Andrew and Belfast. Andrew and Belfast is going to have a deal. He sent me a question about Flash from last week that I will bring up during the mail section. We got okay. Swanee, Anthony G. Josh, Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy Murray, B. Muir up there in Buffalo, and then doxing his ass, double A run in Minnesota, having issues up there, I'm sure. He, he has, he looks okay. as many issues as me, but we Who have does? similar. Well, we have similar wives. They they cause trouble. They yeah, cause trouble. In public. Heidi and Tanya both sus. But also shout out to all ten grapes. Rob Lewis and, and Reggie. Drink world. Drink world. Yes, the drink world. <laughs> There's a drink world up there. Take that. I never I forget you, drink world. I'll never. I'll never forget you, Tommy. Drink world. I mean, we better not do this any more past life on it. I'm losing it. Now you said that you said that Matt Rapier's son is a big Mirror Master fan, right? Yes, yes. Okay. That's, yep. When you when you told me that story and to be like wary if your kid's ever a Heat Wave fan, it actually reminds me when I was a kid and I gave a bunch of comics to my younger brother and like we have a like a large separation, like 15 years younger than me. But he looks, he's going through the comics of the Superman comic with Doomsday's like face, like just right on the cover. He's like, I want to be that guy. I'm like, oh no. That's that's what they do at the psychiatrist's office. Like they they do the ink blot of the doomsday test. <laughs> Which one do you want to be? Here's handsome Superman. Here's doomsday. I want to be that great guy. All right, no, no. take him away. Take him away. Chip that kid is what they say, Eric. You know that's what happens. I heard you know what I said that. after he said that. Something wrong. <sighs> that that's hateful. Tanya, what are you talking like about? That is hateful, Eric. I don't understand. It's what on the Patreon. I don't know I what's don't. happening. That is true. I guess what well, you're giving a shout out. <laughs> you're giving a shout out you to shout that out everybody. stranger. 
This is what you're doing there? You don't have any idea? All right. Hateful piece of shit. Here we go, though. We have a bunch of books, Holy and I'd love, to, I'd love to say. Here you go, Eric. Like, what is this? I'd love to say that I want to be Mr. Positive and love uh-huh. all these books. That's not going to happen. We'll see how it goes. It's really one of those things. I think that by the end of this podcast, we will go through a series of, like, which is the worst book of this week? There's Harley some Quinn. to pick from. Yeah, it might be. It, it probably has to be. That that book's garbage. But the, speaking of which, did you hear the big news that they're going to have the Batman Catwoman crossover that I had told you before that I had heard rumors of that coming up. But when you, yeah. you see it right there on the page and you see that Teeny Howard is going to get involved. And I said the idea that it is Batman trying to sell Catwoman. I think that it's the opposite. It's going to be Catwoman just having everybody drop Batman plus Matthew Rosenberg. So it's going to be fucking terrible, Eric. You know how I feel. Or it could be great. Vendetta. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I think that by the end, we will find out that Valmont is indeed what, what is, I was going to say precious. Duchess. <laughs> precious. Oh, I'm losing it, Eric. But that is it for the intro. We're going to go up. We have a bunch of books, two sections of three. We have some mail. We, we actually have a plethora of books, Eric. I actually thought we didn't, and then you made me aware. No, Jim. Hey, yo, that, Dobby, we got six, six books. Hey, look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, you asshole. You were like the hateful Scotty electric Bush. company pinball machine. It's like one, two, three. I don't even know what I'm saying, Eric. Let's go on to the books. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ooh, I, I love that song. That is one of the best songs. I was singing it while peeing yesterday. Did you really? Because you were fancy when you were peeing. European. <laughs> did Did you like the Spider Man sections, the segments Spider Man on the Electric of, Company? Of course I did. They were the fucking gar- worst. But, but I was a kid who loved Spider Man, and you need to have Spider Man. They were so boring. I know. I sat there. I'm like, why isn't he talking? He, you know, he got the word bubbles. But, mm, it's hard. I'm like, why doesn't he talk? What's going on here? I didn't like him. I didn't like him at all. It threw me off of Spider-Man for years. It's not good, things. but I loved but it I as a like kid. I did like Pinball. I'll tell you that. They're terrible at it, but I did like it. Pinball but Wizard. It's kind of like life. Terrible at that, but nah, I don't like that either. I just want to end it. But here we go. Oh, Eric, here we go. Something <laughs> this is wrong. My, I have a weekly cry for help, and nobody answers, Eric. It's like the phone that keeps ringing. It's coming from inside the house, and nobody, nobody's answering there. Well, someday they will. Crazy. The only people who can answer the Grim Reaper and Father Time. But here we go. We have a bunch of books there. Back to that, and we're cool. going to start right about now. Did Grayson had a problem with KGBs? And Nightwing fans felt like they had been fleeced They got Rick Grayson and subscriptions decreased The future was kinda shitty Tom Taylor showed up, made everyone glad Gave Dick a billion and he's rooming with Babs He saved the three-legged dog from boys who were bad The sky was the limit Now it's the great Dick Grayson 
Oh, yes, there you go, boys. You were bad. I like it every time because I know that you like it. Uh, the funny <laughs> play with that, though, and I always make fun of the song that we have, The Werewolves in Gotham, uh-huh. or Old Ram V, because that story doesn't have much progression. But that song keeps working, too, because we really don't get too much more. Hey, you get Gale Ten Call. You got Werewolves in Gotham. Well, I'm talking about the, the Nightwing as well. I mean, we kind of just kind of hang on everything. He's got a billion, and he's rumored with bads. We're solid. Does he have the billion still? Are we? Are we yes. Do you think that? Oh, my God. My my tablet just fell, Eric. Oh, my goodness. I need a billion. fingers. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know what he has now. It's one of those things, like, it was always What's Bruce kind Wayne of a, a gray area. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's always a gray area with Bruce. He just spends, spends, spends. Well, well, now he can't, but he does, but he does. Right, Eric? Hey, yeah. here we are. <laughs> we'll get to the Nightwing book at the end of this section, but we are going to start with the action comics. And before I ended up reading it, I heard about a lot of sus things that happened at the end of the book. And I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm telling you, it was compared to the Miles Morales stuff That's when it was all I the, thought about. what if the Thor deal. That Miles Morales stuff is way worse, but this is still this is still pretty bad. And it, it always ends up kind of pushing it to the forefront when the story itself sucks ass, right? That, that's just me, Eric. Suck ass. I think that one of the things that I'm going to say throughout this whole podcast is suck just ass? the... No, the lack of, like, true storytelling seems to be a lost art in some of these writers, and I don't get it. And I wonder what's happening. Now, you burn. can sit there. A lot of it, though, you can sit there and say, okay, well... Teeny Howard's, you know, the whole deal with Harley, the reason why it's not doing well, she has to, like, kind of, you know, tell these things and the whole night terrors with the kid. No, she's been telling bullshit for, for months now. Don't anybody give me any excuses for some of these books, but we'll talk about it. But we're going to start with what, Eric? Action Comics number 1055, written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Rafa Sandoval, Matt Herms, and Dave Sharp, at least for our first story dealing with the Superman family on their quest to take out the cyborg Superman who's been reawakened since last we saw him being banished to the Phantom Zone. It seems like that's the one cool thing about cyborg Superman being that immortal being that he is with the technology. It's a lot like a brainiac to a degree where anything left behind can, you know, infiltrate new technology and recreate him. And it seems like old Hank Henshaw still has a heart on for the Superman family and plans on taking them down with the new world technology that he got his hands on of with help from Luther. Apparently there's some things in here. Where they like see the dark crisis for this, see this. I'm like, look, I'm gonna take your word for this because see I'm not going crisis. back. To- it says see the now classic dark crisis. I'm like, listen, <laughs> don't lie to me and tell me to go look at if something. You can say whatever you want, there, editor. I ain't falling for that. But look, 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 dark crisis or no dark crisis, there was some technology left behind. He invaded some world tech because Luther was doing stuff. Cyborg Superman's back, and he's got himself a new body. That's all you need to know. And you know what? It works well enough for me. See, that's the thing. It works well enough, but I don't know. Some of these things seem like instead of getting, you know, some background, it's just kind of thrown out. I said to you that I wasn't really that aware that A-Town, because they mentioned A-Town. I'm like, eh, whatever, A-Town. Sounded like some, you know, British, like, boy band or something. Uh, but now I realize, okay, well, it's the war world refugees. I didn't get that before. And some of the other things in this, they just kind of are told to you 
to get you going, and it's fine. It does, and it makes. Well, it's sense. almost like, like when we first saw the Hank. Blue Earthers, where everybody's pissed off, but not about the Superman family, about the refugees. But it never really seemed in that context for when they were first introduced. Yeah, remember at one point there were people, and I end up I forget what podcast it was, but I was listening to their podcast, and they end up talking about how oh man, they're so mad at the Super Family, and I said to them, no, I think that, and I I tweeted it to them or whatever and and they said really and they went back and read it and like i think you're right and it wasn't me it was you who said Do you it. Know i didn't who I know am? <laughs> really no they were nice about it and i said I, it wasn't even me like well actually I know, like I know. you it was just i said because i actually was kind of wondering maybe there was weird but i think that that's while i do like philip kennedy johnson some of the stuff in the story does kind of end up like being told after the fact to catch you up to what's already going on. And I think that the stuff with Cyborg Superman, which I'm glad he's in this and I'm glad it's happening, but it feels like a lot of catch up and muster there to get it to the point where you can say, okay, I'm fine with it. Let's go. Uh, because so the end result's fine. It just, it feels like there's a different type, and I don't, it can't be just that it's an anthology. We keep saying it, that it always feels like not enough room yeah. when we get done a story, but the page length's the same. That's oh, a full story, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's weird. It just feels like a lot of the stuff, maybe it is some of the things where he's telling it, like he's adding things in later, and he's got to kind of finagle some stuff, maybe with the whole concept of the Dawn of DC and how they're going forward, but it's just kind of weird, like that, that, whole cyborg superman thing it's just explanation and i guess that's the only way you can really tell it i mean i yeah. don't know how you can go unless you're gonna you really what, draw it out and thinking about the cyborg superman stuff and the last time we saw him with the phantom lantern ring i don't remember how that ended to the point where like what was that the last time we saw him where he was banished to the phantom zone because i know for a while there the idea was all right we're gonna put a magical crystal on cyborg superman's head because me as superman realized the phantom zone it's not a great place for people to be rehabilitated. So I'm going to lock him in a room, put him in a hypnagogic state where he's living his best life. Fucker didn't like it enough. He still broke out, got a phantom lantern ring and wreaked havoc. But eventually he got his ass to the phantom zone, but now he's found his way back. And I'm just thinking to myself, there's still just a uh, cyborg Superman floating out there like, yep, getting them right now. <laughs> and uh, I am actually worried. A lot of people are starting to take to the super twins here. You know, yeah. you end up having Oso and Otho. I think that the Hank bit, and when he's talking to them, one of them's going to die coming up. I'm telling Don't you, you say I, things it's like going to be weird. But the idea where all this is going on, and you know that Otho, especially, like I'll do anything to protect. Oh, and yeah. when Hank starts talking about the idea of not Hank, I'm sorry, Metallo, John, right? When when John Corbin's talking about I do anything to protect, and he goes so far over the top and almost turns the twins to like, okay, I kind of like you now. I'm like, ooh, I think that's set up for one of them to well, sacrifice that's, that's themselves. That's one of the worst parts because I never thought about the idea of the super twins going and sacrificing themselves for another one dying. I never thought about that at all. During the whole monologue of, you know, tracking down Cyborg Superman with Metallo, one of the team, because Cyborg Superman has his sister, when he starts talking about the idea of being a part of a team, maybe I can reform, I can be a good guy because I didn't have a good upbringing. Shit went south for me. I became a Metallo. Here we are. But maybe just maybe I can be a good guy, a part of the Superman family, as it were. And when we have the situation by the end where we feel like, you know, see Cyborg Superman with this new badass robotic body, and we see that he's transformed, you know, Metallo's sister into a necromancer army, I'm like, all right, the thing is, we have the villain of, Cy of Superman who, to get the Superman, killed John Corbin's sister. So I'm like, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see John Corbin coming out of this a good guy by the end. I think he's going to blame Superman for everything that went wrong, and we're just going to have classic John Corbin by the end. Fuck being a good guy. I actually think that he might have, like, or what you're going to have is it might be setting up that say. And I think that the play is like Oso, who we don't really get much from. I think he'll be the one to step up and almost, but I think John will sacrifice himself to save both of them then. And the thing is, though, John I like Corbin. it where, yeah, John, it, yeah, John okay. Corbin. And when you have this, I like the idea where you, you end up having Mattello. Yeah, I want to make good or whatever. And pretty much Superman's like, yeah, he's going to go to jail. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we'll but he'll go to jail. But the thing is, Luther's in jail right now. We're le- working with Luther from jail. Mattello can still be a force for good that could eventually somehow find his robotic ass out of prison and be redeemed. But from yeah, what I we think have that here, he'll still blame sister. Superman for everything. Exactly. His, sister, his yeah. sister's transformed by the end. I'm like, oh, he's not coming back from this. That's his only job in life from when he was a kid, protect his sister. And again, it, when that job is done, then you, you kind of maybe give up on things. But I do think that he'll end up being a, kind of a quote-unquote good guy by the end. I think that he might save the It's just a he weird baddie. It's, it's really pushing the idea of like, you know there, you twins, me and my sister, we were kind of like you. And I do it like really stressing. I shot my no-good daddy to death because he came after me and my sister. That's the type of man John Corbin is. Yeah, that's how I am. I had that gun and then I became a gun Protector. and now I'm a gun. But it's okay. And then you end up where they are at the Fortress of Solitude and they're trying to figure out what they can do, how they're going to I think this is back. amazing. I, I don't know how this is going to work. Just the idea of the Eradicator as we know him ever since the New 52 with the, the new updated look. It's still the Eradicator from the reign of Superman, but we have that Eradicator gone. But for some reason, Superman within the crystals is like, you know what I'm going to need to do? I'm going to have to keep a copy of this, but, you know, update it so it doesn't try to kill all the impure Kryptonians out there, including my son. So I'm going to open up this holographic AI eradicator, and I'm going to have his ass find that abomination little clone of me and cyborg parts, and he's going to do the work for us. I'm like, that's pretty cool, especially when you start up the program. The first thing he sees is Superboy Connor King. Like, what is this thing? Do you want me to kill it? No, 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 no. I'm a little worried because he's like, all right, who's this dirty clone? Is this no, going to no, be no, Eradicator no, no. Reborn from this program? Maybe. it's a, There's Eradicator. He's like, Connor, okay, well, okay, program, no killing Connor. And that dirty son of yours that had, no, 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 you can't do that. And then he whispers, but they don't hear it. What about that Asian kid? He doesn't <sighs> react to that. I'm Keenan. like, oh no, <laughs> Keenan's in He's trouble. running English through Star Wars. He's, and he never actually says not to do anything against Kong Keenan. So I'm worried about him, but yeah, he's learning. It's such Star a weird Wars thing though, stuff. because we have this really cool scene in the Fortress of Solitude where, you know, I want to say that Superman has a really solid plan in activating the Eradicator to find Cyborg Superman for them. Obviously, this is going to backfire at some point because you have a piece of technology who's going to go find a th- something that can take over technology. And yeah, I just assume yeah, this song is going to be sound bad. like a good idea, it's, right? It's so weird ever since Ashen Comics number 1000 because with that, with all we have going on here in the Superman family parts, the Steelworks backup, and even the Doom Breaker, the Doomsday like you know analog in the middle section of this story, we just have the Reign of Superman stuff going on full bore right now. Like Death of Superman and the Reign of Superman, it's just all 1990s in your face right here. I'm like, I, I was all about that. But the, but the weird part... I want to know if you know about this because it threw me for a loop. I don't remember like having a reason for this, but we go to the Fortress of Solitude. We're going to get Eradicator plans going. Why is Supergirl in robes and gowns the entire time? Yeah, I don't know. She looks like she just went to like her communion, right? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Actually, I, I have know. no idea. Maybe it was something. For, did they wake her up and that's like her nightgown? I don't, I don't know. know. It, it it seemed like she just came back from. 
from talking to like the entire like Federation of United Planets or something like that for how she's dressed for out of nowhere. And maybe she got ordained online and she's doing yeah. weddings on the side. I know, side. that's what I did when I got ordained. I know, exactly. So you have that, uh, it, it did make me laugh though when you have a rat. those classes are pretty cool. And even when you say that with them going with the whole death and reign of Superman, they're going to have a one shot at the end of August. That is pretty much a doomsday special. So they really are trying to tap into that. Hey everybody, you, you love the nineties, didn't you? Sure you did. Yeah, a lot of it. And again, when you go back and you see this, it, it is cool. I mean, I didn't expect Eradicator to show up even in this form. I also wonder that by the end of this, are we going to have this other fucking discussion that me and you have all the time? Well, they could just shut him down. Oh, no. Now he's sending it. He's life. I'm like, no, you Look, shut the thing down. I think we're going to get that. This is, uh, the, the, What we argued about was a Batman Beyond story, <laughs> the idea that Batman doesn't kill right there. But in a future story where... AI becomes sentient. What is life? And do we have the, like the, the ability to, and should we take the life of something that's newly created like this? Because it, it's not the life that we know, but it's well, still no, life. What are you going to do with the rabbit? Batman problems. Oh no, you shut his ass down. He's, but, this yeah, isn't Batman. Right this away, is Superman. Right? He ain't you got that, that qualms like that. Look, he's a robot. We're turning him off. And that's, see, the thing is, you, like you said, nobody's stepping up and saying, wait a minute. You mean, well, it's crystal technology, <laughs> Hank, like this doesn't work here. But at the end, you may end up, if you don't play with that fully in the story, you could have one of those, the end, because they think they pulled the plug, and then all of a sudden you see, beep, beep, and he's well, still around with Well, that's the idea that Cyborg Superman is brought back through, you know, machinations that Luther was screwing around with, like, you know, former body parts of his, doing World War stuff where it was able to be uploaded, the new Metallo body, it was able to go through all these phases. So when you have this holographic technology going, I just imagine it's like, you know, during the fight with Eradicator that we never get to see, you know, even though it's like, it feels like a holographic kind of deal. I imagine it's like one of those hard light deals, but it's still technology to it. A great, you know, Cyborg Superman's going to affect him. All right, Eradicator, you did a good job back into the crystal. And all of a sudden the fortress is taken over by Cyborg Superman. Yeah. See, that'd be cool. And, and in this again, you do get more. He took over one alien technology. Why not another alien technology? I wouldn't mind that. We're going to start, you know, having a whole Superman revenge squad again. I love the Superman revenge squads. Like, you, you do get the stuff. And I, I thought, like, we had a lot of the Metallo stuff already with the background. We get more here. And it almost looks like it's through, like, Polaroids or something, the yeah. way that it's set up. I kind of wish that that would have been more on the Cyborg Superman. The Cyborg Superman, yeah, we get a little background and we have some stuff going on. But that was you got my wife think, killed, Superman. I think more people would want to know more about that than more of because the Metallo stuff we've been dealing with, but it's okay. And and once you get going, I'm kind of excited that we have Eradicator. That's a pretty cool deal. And, and the, the thing is, I hate Eradicator. Superman, yeah. I'm hoping that this story actually makes me a fan because out of all the Rain of Superman, which I loved growing up, you had Steel, Superboy, and Cyborg Superman. Cyborg Superman is one yeah, of my favorite Superman, Superman villains of all time. Superboy. I like him more than Superman. Steel, I was ready for him to be my new Superman when, as a young boy believing that Superman was dead. Eradicator, fuck that guy. I don't want to see yeah, that sunglass-wearing like asshole anytime soon. But hopefully, this is the one that gets me on the old Eradicator <laughs> side of things. <laughs> it's funny. Like, he's there and you're like, all right, you're just Jose Canseco with an S on your chest. Exactly. That's what I always think of with those shades. These sh I don't love the way they drew the shades here in that like hologram deal, especially. Yeah. They look like the secret squirrel shit that like a 90-year-old wears when they go outside. Well, this I'm is like, definitely the, so cool. the new 52 revision of the character, but also you know, redone again in that like design instead of the original look of the Eradicator. 
Yeah, and, and when you have Cyborg Superman, one of the things we've gotten Cyborg Superman a bunch of times since the new 52, but it's never been great. It, it kind of shows up and well, that's Zorel or Hank Zorel. It's all over the place. <laughs> so hopefully this will be good. And a lot of people did love the, what he did with Mongol, Philip Kennedy Johnson. So yeah. hopefully, you know, they'll, he'll do that with Cyborg Superman, who's cool as hell and Eradicator there with him. And it shows you the thing that Superman keeps saying, even to the twins. Sometimes I'd like that. He says, sometimes you have to, you know, let your villains help. He's like, no. He's using them. You just say that to the twins. Listen, sometimes you have to use them. Then you can keep an eye on them and then throw their asses in jail. Like, read, twins, read anything I did with Parasite in the New 52. All I did was use him and throw him away immediately. All the time, we're going to help you. And then they just, <laughs> they, they deplete him and then he throw him in jail. Uh, but you end up having some cool things here. But again, at the end, it just felt like it went too quick. Even though oh, the page count is normal. It just always feels like I want more, but it's cool by the end. And I don't know how John Corbin is going to react to this, the idea that he's oh, yeah, there. His and sister's he messed up and going to have to fight them. So, you know, John's going to have a lot of problems. Is it going to be one of those situations like in a horror movie where, where somebody's turned into a zombie? It's like, oh, my God, we got to kill. Him. No, that's my girlfriend or my daughter or my dad. You can't kill them. And they fight I'm, back. I'm now sure John he could do that. You know, the Superman family is going to have to fight this Tracy necromonger army woman. And like, you can't. She's my sister. Like, and then he's going to have to fight with his sister against the people that he wants. Like, I could be a good guy. Not no more. Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea that they're in the Fortress of Solitude and they're like, okay, well, let's get this together. And all Mattel is, what about my sister? He just keeps yelling. We got to do it now. Come on. Let's go. Let's Look, go. I know you have there. super hearing. Don't ignore me. <laughs> yeah, really. That is pretty. And I, I will say it doesn't happen in this book, actually. But this week is starting to get that there are times in these books that I end up not and, and kind of have to step back like, is that Cal Superman or John Superman? I'm, I'm having problems with that. It's not in this book, but. Not in the Nightwing backup, you're not. Yeah, I still know. I still need, <laughs> but in the front up, maybe. But I still yeah. need to have, you know, I, I want John to get a different name uh, in this, but I, I don't That's know. It's like saying you want Wally to have a different name. Yeah, but Wally looks different. I mean, there are times because of the way people draw John and Cal that you can't tell the difference. But you just look at the suit, just like well, I'm telling you. I thought it was. I thought he went to John in the beginning of Nightwing, and it wasn't. And then it threw me off. But then I realized, oh, that's Cal. But it always gets my head spinning. Uh, but by the end, it's it's a good story. No, I'm still and, um, not the main story with the Superman family, Metallo and Cyborg Superman. Yeah, and then we move on to the next one. And it, we're still not getting what we wanted, Eric. The well, idea we wanted that, we, you know, John we, would become king of the world. And there were moments in this issue that I thought we could get there. By the end, it feels like it's dashed again. But our middle story featuring J young John Kent in a time in between, you know, other stories that were told from young John Kent before he was aged up. We have this written by Dan Jurgens with art by Lee Weeks, Elizabeth Brightweiser, and Rob Waite. And in our previous issue, John realized that his alien princess New friend is not on the up and up. Gliana is actually there to kidnap him so that Superman will have to do anything she says to get her pe people back on her side on her home planet. But we also have Doombreaker who showed up, who's keeping Superman too busy to look for his son. And pretty much that was the previous issue. This issue is the exact same thing, except by the end, Superman and Lois hear the recording that Gliana left behind in her original spaceship saying, hey, I need you to uh, come to my planet. It's over here. You do what I say or I kill your son. Yeah. And we, we even almost get a double because Lois hears it and then, oh my God, yeah. I gotta go, go tell, you know, Cal and hey, Clark, and, and he hears it. And yeah, it's just the same thing again. 
And this Doombreaker thing is not doing anything. The only reason that no. like, Doombreaker's here to get his, his horn based, you know, crag back that John stole from the original fight that was in that Superman, that the Superman special. He's been lured back here. He has his, his horn back, his crag, and Superman's fighting him until, you know, Lois Lane just finds alien technology in Glianna's original spaceship, which just puts you in stasis for a while. So he's just in a stasis, like, bubble while Superman and Lois can go off and save their son. Who's also in a stasis bubble. And they're all about that stasis bubble and in that home planet. That. That's their, their only technology they have on that planet. Stasis that and bubbles. Uh, yeah, really, they have a lot of those. Uh, the funny play of this is, is that we've been going for a while, and you said this part of the story kind of feels just like last time. And yeah. so when Superman ends up, oh, my God, John had that bone. What did you do to my son? It feels almost silly because we yeah. know. Yeah, I know if he doesn't know and we know more. But he's got to get on the trolley. I know. You know what I mean? It felt like it was like, really? Like you're doing that. But my favorite, and we're going to have pretty much what the theme of this week, I think it is, is going to be Slow John. Slow John is having some problems. Even when you see him as a young kid, after all of this, you have John at the end. You mean what are you saying? I'm like, the throne is mine. The planet is mine. <laughs> like, I thought you were. The process I used now. to get here was messy. I've had to resort to some rather extreme measures to keep my people in line. Why would the people be mad at you? <laughs> that doesn't make sense unless <laughs> Wait a second. They, they actually liked your parents. And the one who pushed them aside was, was, congratulations, Jono, you're finally catching on. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I wish that she's like, wait a second. So. Y- you didn't get already that I was bad? Oh shit, I should have just you, played that I up want, more. I want Gliana to be doing the bad, like the, the wrong thing here by kidnapping John to try to get a Kryptonian on her side to keep, the, you know, the people, to keep her in power on her, on her planet. But when you get to the back end, I'm like, this is the only bit of new information really in the book is when you find out that Gliana is not only bad, but she killed her parents supposedly to take the throne and people are pissed about yeah, it. She's so real like, bad. Yeah, she's real bad. So all I wanted, though, is like, you know, a misunderstanding her going about things the wrong way because she's alien and her and John to get secretly married when he's of age and her in the regular continuity come back and say, OK, it's time to take your throne, husband and Bernard to lose it. Not Bernard to bring a Jay Nakamura to lose his what, shit. What? Yeah. And the thing is, by the end, that's such a fun I, I story. Still, and I'm, I'm even like you. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, all you need to do is that, you know, she's a young girl. She yeah. had to take over for her parents, and she doesn't quite get how to do it. So she freaked out. She went. Got, and then at the end, you could have that, which people would probably roll their eyes. But the idea of, okay, I will be good. Now I understand, and we could all get together and be great. And still, though, marry John. <laughs> okay. I, I still wanted that. I, I, I want all of shit. that. But when you get to the end of this part of the issue and it says, next issue, Streets of Blood, I'm like, oh, we're not coming back. And the idea, I'm like, okay, she looks like she killed her parents. Everybody hates her. I like it's the idea of like, you don't deserve these people just yelling random things out there. Gleanna must go down with Gleanna. One guy's like, I want cookies. They're just yelling shit. That one. Yeah, and just yelling stuff there. Legalize marijuana. That one guy's yelling it there. You know, that guy's sus. I don't know uh, if he's from that planet. <laughs> Legalize meth. Legalize meth. They're like, why does this guy keep popping up here? Get out of here. Uh, but yeah, at the end, you just have, I killed my parents. I'm treating everybody like shit. And by the way, I got a lot of kill bots that look like by the end. But now I need a Kryptonian to kill the rest of them. Keep them in line. Just looks like all the kill bots just killed these protesters. The one yeah. guy has a fez on. You know that he got there in like a little Alien car. Fez. Right? And ran the little car and shit like that. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm like, nope, we're not going to get our story that we won. 
<laughs> no I, I actually have been enjoying. I don't. And the thing is, I don't know if I've been enjoying this middle story or enjoying the stuff that you and I come up with. What, what we want <laughs> like out of the story, but it's been okay. This issue just doesn't feel like it gave you anything until the last like page. Well, and here's the thing, and it just to to say how I think that I go into this. I I want John. I, I want to see more of John. That's why we get this. I see, Breaker? I see Clark and Lois all the time. I see older John. I want Do the you younger know? John. I want to see him. And he's in stasis this whole time. That's it. And so that's and what stay kind that of way. Never grow up, John. Yeah, really. There he is. Uh, but yeah, the idea of Doombreaker, mm, I'd rather have Doom back I in agree. the day. If that, if, and even to, the funny play, though, is, is that I thought what we were going to get because, and I still think we may, but Doombreaker's there and you think, oh my God, Doombreaker, he's so bad. But boy, that Gliana, she is so good. Oh no, Gliana's, I'm waiting for this thing that Doombreaker's just like, kill me. Like he's not trying to be bad, but he doesn't seem that in this one either. You don't understand Superman. I'm at one doomed. Point, yeah. At one point, <laughs> yeah. Waka waka. He ends up at the one point, I not kill. Like, he has that, but I think that's what you're you going to get. You're going to kind of get, I need better jeans. Those jeans are ripping apart, Eric. He's going to expose himself very quickly. Also, when you're doing that outside of the the whole Kent deal and you have the, what are in those, I think they're grabbing bodies and putting them in like, you know, fucking lime or something in those canisters. <laughs> What do they have those for? What are they doing there? Do uh, like a yeah. farmer? A rancher? I don't know. But, do I yeah, I don't, I've never seen them on a tractor. They may say they do that, but that's bullshit. But uh, yeah, by the end, I'm like, eh, this one was a little... It, it wasn't a miss, but you didn't get much more. You just get, oh, no, I thought that Gliana was bad. Oh, no, she is. No, no. <laughs> there, there you go. But we go to the last story, which... You know, the Steelworks story, written by Dorado Quick with art by Yasmin Flores Montanez. Brad Anderson and Dave Sharp. And in this issue, we pretty much have John Henry Irons talking about his ideas of what Steelworks is going to be, the protector of Gotham as a whole, with his technology, the thing that makes his steel suit so good. Because not only do I have this, the force field technology to keep Metropolis safe from any kind of threat, because if you look behind me on the screen here, I got Superboy and I got my niece, also called Steel, beating the shit out of this thing. They can't break through it. And the thing is, the more you hit this thing, the more, it, like, the harder it gets. And also, it has the ability to use kinetic energy to power all of Metropolis. I thought that was neat. Like, you get an neat, attack, but, and it, but it's so boring as shit, this whole thing. But you're story. sitting there during a boardroom meeting where some asshole in the background, Bored, what about Lex Luthor stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is almost like, yeah, what about Lex? <laughs> it's, it's a weird situation because like last issue of Action Comics, where I couldn't wait to get to the next part of the Gliana stuff with John Kent to try to see if there's a turn. The last issue of this, like the steelwork stuff, we came to that end where it looked like Mr. Trip's like, we're going to have words, John Henry Irons. And it isn't until the end of this issue. The, the last page is where he confronts John Henry Irons. So we, I mean, like, you know, Mr. Terrific confronts John Henry Irons. So we just have to wait again. And I'm like, if we're watching a demonstration of Superboy and freak, and I just, to, an editor has to sit here and read this and say, listen, I like the ideas you got here, but this is a comic book. You got to make this fun at least or, or a little more fast paced because I, I'll read you one of the things here just to see what Mr. Irons, with all due respect, the metropolis history, what safeguards do you have in place? If any, what's stopping a threat from appropriating your tech and attacking the city besides state of the art blockchain technology, a 256 bit advanced encryption standard in it? Please, I'm already bored. This is I'm why board you, meetings are bored. I actually was all impressed. The thing is, 
Maybe it's a I good thing. So Most likely, bored as shit with everything. When they asked John Henry Irons, "What's stopping someone from taking over your technology and your robots?" and he gives all of that long drawn out explanation to how this is impossible. Essentially, all I sat there back is that see, Batman, Superman, world's finest during the robot uprising. We'll see, John Henry. Yeah, we'll yeah, see, John Henry. But every time you have John start speaking, it's like crammed in word bubbles of just nonsense. It's not fun. The fun play of this is they think they're watching a hologram type presentation yeah. and it's going on, on for real, but it, it takes from the beginning to the end of this. Well, again, these stories have their page count, whatnot. This felt 800 times longer than every other story in this. And by the end, you just bored. And and also just at the beginning, you end up hammer time. And like, oh, God. And nobody yeah, Superboy and learn. Natasha Irons' uh, dialogue is awful in this book. And I just sat there, I'm like, this is the cringiest shit ever. It's 2023 and Superboy wants to yell hammer time. Hammer time. And even the way that Nat's talking is just like weird. And I'm like, why would you do and, this to that and character? And it's weird. And it doesn't feel like the talking, in my mind, that she had last issue. No. It is bad. A lot of people but I do it. it was problematic. but Very uh, problematic at times. But I just really do want, like I'm telling you, I love John Henry Irons. I love Steel. And for some reason, even though I love Mr. Terrific, the idea of heroes fighting heroes is abhorrent to me. I want to see these two collide because these are pretty much the titans of industry right now. In because DC you think comics. that would be fun and a cool yeah. deal. And I want to know where they would take that. Quick, I don't think he's taking it anywhere. I think they're just even at the point where you have, hey, why should we listen to you? Everybody else has their tech. So what do you have to say about that? And then he just goes on. And I'd be asleep. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like to start, it's much more than a force field. Yes, your partners are capable, but the long one, I'm like, you already lost me again. It's not fun. It's just him talking. I like the con- the concept of having a city that if you got invaded, you know, and every villain came and beat the shit out of it, and it would actually power them. That's fun. That actually is a pretty cool idea. But then in the end, you're just, you're, it's a slog to get through this, and then you have that weird stuff with you know, the dialogue with Connor and, and Natasha. And then by the end, I'm like, what the fuck did I just like? I don't know. It just was a waste. I am looking forward to see what's going on, even though are you with me? The way the art is at the end, it just looks like Mr. Terrific is practicing juggling. Like you walk in and there he is. I, I don't like, even think about shit like that because I know what a T-shirt does. Look at it now, though. I mean, he looks like he's like, wait a second. I'm really getting this juggling down right now. Like, what are you doing? What the there's fuck no, are you doing? And even, let's say the T-spheres were powered down. There's no doubt in my mind that he'd be an amazing juggler. Well, that's the thing. They're not powered down. He's cheating. He's just doing it. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. It looks like he's juggling. It looks so stupid, but he's not playing fair. So fair play there, Eric. He's cheating. It's all about fair play. How dare you? Yeah, but by the end, I was I was really bored with this story. Just the over-dialogue of what they're going. And then... When- when this battle of industry titans between Michael Holt and John Henry Irons is over, that Quiz Kid will show up and Michael John uh, Michael Holt will take him in. Well, maybe Quiz Kid will show up, but also maybe his actual son that was you know pulled out of the womb and raised by Granny Goodness. There's going to be trouble, Eric. Oh like, God, yeah, uh, you do forgot both. about that shit. But uh, I try with that. I think this story ends next issue. So I. I I would guess because of this last one, and then you end up having. But we still have the Steelworks coming up, right? So maybe this is just all a prologue to everything we're to get in Steelworks. Two weeks from now, I think we get Steelworks, but I don't know that this has anything to do with it. I I have no idea because we have. Boy can dream. We have Worf doing that. 
and this Stop is it. not Worf. So we'll see. Michael Dorn. We'll see how it is. I mean, Michael Dorn. I loved him in Babylon Five. He was Hate great. <laughs> he was the best. What would you give this overall? Overall, I like the main Superman story the most, and pretty much. It's the only thing that feels like it's worthwhile of this issue of Action Comics. With that said, you can get some stuff and you're like, man, I need me some more young John Kent. You'll get it. Not a gr- like a lot of progression in the story. Grana's a baddie, sadly. And in the end, Steelworks is there. John Henry Irons, you get, you know, the meeting between Mr. Terrific and him, which is cool. Final, I'll tell you, the last, <laughs> the, la- the two stories after the main Action Comics story, the last page last is the page. only thing that matters. So that's a weird thing to say. I usually like to like judge them all and really, you know, give a real review to a book as its whole. But I like that main part so much. And the art's fine throughout the entire book. But I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. And I'm giving it a 7. And, and I'm giving that with those other two in mind, but mostly how much I didn't like that third story. But I always have to remember as well as the idea that you can treat those as bonus. I mean, this is still a four ninety nine book. You get the main Superman action comic story from yeah, Philip Kennedy Johnson. Yeah, just treat the Power Girl stuff as a bonus. Don't worry well, about it. Well, that's, again, you could not even read it. A lot of Judge people it. didn't, right? Judge so, it hard. I'm telling you, we hated that Power Girl bullshit did. because of how awful it was. I was almost equally as bored with this, you know, steel, steel stuff works, that yeah. I hated the Power Girl stuff. I, I still think that I'd rather read. The cyborg, or I keep wanting to say cyborg, but the steel stuff here, but it's still pretty bad. You know, I, I want them to really, you know, get a good story. And let's get one of these issues that all of it hits like fucking super hits, right? Super hits. City boy. But yeah, seven, I'll go with there. And, uh, but four ninety nine, I'll keep that in mind, but still seven out of ten. It's, it's worth getting for the actual story. I'll keep that in mind. Four ninety nine, and we're towing the line, but. Uh, if you're into the Donna DC and all, it's still worth that action comic story in my oh, mind. Oh, that main story. And then the John, young John, that's the bonus. And then just don't deal with the third and then story another. until it gets better. Like, okay, hammer time. Really? Uh, Anybody uh, learned that uh, you don't uh, have to do that anytime a hammer is involved? We, we, hammer don't oh, even do that no oh, more. Oh, they got the pants going. They're all dancing. <laughs> I want a dance party. If you're going to mention it, go full out. But what are we talking don't, about next? Don't ever. We're talking about Green Arrow number two, written by Joshua Williamson with R5, Sean Isaacs, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Troy Pateri. And in this, now that Leanne has been taken once again from Roy, he is going full arsenal mode. And I thought to myself this entire time, as he's gearing up for the battle of a lifetime, as he's going to find Amanda Waller and make her tell him where the fuck his daughter is and what the hell has been going on with this whole idea. Because if you remember from the first issue of Green Arrow, it seems that Leanne was telling Roy before she disappeared and Connor disappeared that... Amanda Waller was a, a behind this somehow that they won't they won't let the Arrow family be together. And when she disappeared, Roy is just getting every weapon he can. And all he could think about was that Red Hood and the Outlaws issue where he was going after where he was going after Jason Todd and just started building all of this weaponry and just came loaded to the teeth. It's, and honestly, this is more like you know Red Arrow, you know, speed. He just kind of like you know Arsenal accurate just with the arrows and stuff like that. That other one, that that Red Hood and the Outlaws bit, he had so many different oh, kind of weapons on him. It was the most ridiculous sci-fi looking thing that it was so amazing to look at. It was like a video game deal. It, it was. was so over the top. But yeah, I, I do like this, though. You see how pissed off he is grabbing everything. And then you have Dinah, which you think, and he even thinks is going to say, can't, stop can't me. do this. And she's like, stop you. <laughs> I like the idea. She just <laughs> like, you have to be dramatic like this. 
hey, you better stop because you're better with the recurve. Like, and that's a problem for me because go. I don't think he is better with the recurve bow because even Ollie always gave him shit about using a compound bow because that's what he liked to use. I don't think he's fast with the recurve. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, Eric. It's always something Suck with it, you. everybody. It's always something with you. <laughs> you want to have fun? Not on my watch. And and, and it, it looks cool. It looks cool. It looks so I actually wish that we got even more of it because when you did have that bit when he had all the guns and stuff, it was like you really centered him. That I was it, it. And it was crazy. It was so you could probably just look up Arsenal. Shit ass ton of guns. Just try it. I think it would come up because it was it was awesome. It really was. But yeah, he is fired Boy up Harper here. Like, ton <laughs> of guns. I didn't say I said shit ass ton of guns. Look, Google don't like dude. that stuff. Yeah, it uh, likes it with me. Thing is, next thing I'm I, on a German scat site, and now I really th- hit the jackpot. It's man. funny too because when Green Arrow number one came out, I was on Twitter, and somebody says. Have you ever seen Roy look better? And it was with that new costume that he has in this issue and in the first issue. And I'm like, I don't know. And I put in that. I actually think I had to go back to the comic and actually, you know, copy and edit that whole thing out to just get that whole thing. Because I don't think I could find it online anywhere. Really? I'm writing what I said. And I hope I don't go like crazy. Uh-oh. There is something. Else. See, that's the problem. I put arsenal. And the problem is it's like, what's your yeah. worst gun in your arsenal? I'm like, really? Like, that? that's what you have? My love gun. James Gunn. Ooh, I'm gonna get online. I'll be a big hit with that one. Controversy. <laughs> yeah, that I yeah, I have to go back. Roy Harper, shit ass ton of guns, Eric. No. I didn't get no. anything. I got Roy Harper long hair. Pretty sure you can find it in my pictures on Twitter though. I know. Sometimes I laugh because it probably would be something that was from the site too back in the day. You like oh, that so much that it was definitely probably there. But there you go. We didn't get anywhere with that. See you, people. We're on the hunt for Amanda Waller, which becomes problematic as well because we talked about it in the first issue because Amanda Waller keeps showing up in Tom Taylor books. They mentioned the idea that Nightwing came across Amanda Waller previously in this, and we we had a problem because the last time anybody saw Amanda Waller outside of recently was that bitch took over Earth 3. She's like, I'm done losing. I'm leaving this Earth. I'm making my own Earth over here that's perfectly protected with my Justice Squad. Y'all leave me alone and nobody can come here anymore. It just, maybe, I'm telling you, it just seems like that's faded away now. She's well, back. At I'm least thinking, they mentioned they, that they, they mentioned it, about the deal. You think we're ever going to get a background of why she's back? I think she's just going to be back. I'm worried that the, even the mentioning it is just to get that out of the way. And she's like, yep, yeah, yeah, shit went bad at that dark crisis. And I'm, ba- I don't know. But you do end up having, you know, some other characters in here, Peacekeeper and P, what is it? Peacekeeper. Peace wrecker, uh, that kind of peacemaker and peace wrecker. I don't know why I think peace killer. Uh, but one of the things Zach Walker asked me about that I thought was pretty funny, and I, we forgot about it. Like, Webin if Waller comes back and she's like, "Hey, I need to find that box that, that Oliver has to take down the Justice League and all that nonsense." Stop talking about that stuff, from Scott Snyder. <laughs> Justice League. It up. I'm like, nobody oh my remembers. Goodness gracious. Now the thing is. Now that you break that up, because the whole idea, Martian Manhunter gave Green Arrow that box because he could trust him with the idea, and then Green Arrow opened it at one point, and the box was empty. What does that mean? Remember we <laughs> thought it had a mirror in it, and it was just, I don't oh know. my, it's me. I'm in the box. I'm the man in the box. <laughs> ah, but when they go, I like the idea now. It's weird, too. Like it, It's a weird play that if you start remembering things, 
but only certain things and certain it, it's a, it's kind of a weird play that this is going but we, I'm interested again, in we it, don't but. know the background of what's keeping the arrow family apart we know something out there or something or someone is making sure that the arrow family can never be reunited that's why we didn't have connor hawk with the rest of the arrow family so we didn't have leanne harper with the rest of the arrow family as soon as it was brought up when the, the rest found leanne in the previous issue Connor and Leanne both disappeared. We still don't know where Connor is, but Leanne was shifted away to an alien planet that Green Arrow is on ever since Dark Crisis because for some reason he wound up on an alien planet after Dark Crisis. I have no idea how it works. They're saying it makes sense. Let's just go with it because I'm having fun with Green Arrow, but he's on an alien world doing Green Arrow things, and that's kind of cool even though for the most part you can have fun with it. It's green, Like I said, Green Arrow doing Green Arrow things. He's just he's just fighting aliens like this random ass alien Star Wars style like you know on another planet. Star Wars and style. It's Cantina. It's everything yeah. going on here, and we even have what we love from any Green Arrow deal, the Ewok Village. We have as exactly. always, but you like and even the idea eight six seven five three zero nine. You like the no 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 because deal. that was all like that. that was all nonsense. It was just a joke. It was fine. Uh, what I didn't like though was when they end up okay, uh, Green Lantern with, and then he's like, I'm not. Why are you telling him that? They seem to be well, all you go do, all you all you're doing is going back to Ghostbusters. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say I mean, I'm yes. telling you why these people so, seemed actually afraid of him, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I'm not that." If somebody asks you, "Are you a Green Lantern?" You say yes. Take advantage of that color scheme that you have. You don't need and it. Say, don't he's Green th- Arrow, You don't even have to mention it at all. Just like, okay. Green Lantern, just kind of let it blow by. Let them think what they think. They're going to be a little afraid. And, yeah, they don't. That, look, they see They sticks. attack them immediately when they, they learn that they're not Green Lantern. He attacks. It's they not see a good play. Green Arrow shooting sticks at people and think this guy is a joke. They even hire a bounty hunter to take him out. He fights him. We have Leanne Harper here shooting a makeshift boxing glove arrow, taking out this badass bounty hunter troublemaker. We don't need to be fucking Green Lantern. So you say that. So... After the fact, after fighting, after losing some arrows, which I would think are a premium here, Eric, and going through all that, he could have just walked away and they would have thought he was a Green Lantern and they would have minded their P's and Q's, it seemed. But instead he walks away after a fight that he didn't need to get into. It's just to show the deal. It's, it's nothing that they wouldn't do. But still, I think they would have been better served. Yeah, you got that right, buddy. And then walk away. <laughs> but yeah, you end up, and, and even then. It's a I fight. just like to think, too, that weird situation like in Green Lantern Rebirth, or at one point Hal Jordan gave Oliver Queen a like a Green Lantern ring that yeah. was like a duplicate version. For some reason, he, he still it, has that on him where cool. he can just put that on even though he can't use it personally because it just wipes him out as soon as he tries. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool, but y- you get you pretty much get the cantina scene. I mean, I really yeah. thought at one point you were going to end up having that bounty hunter, her arms cut off, and then Con Keenan's like, don't get cocky, kid. He just shows up out of nowhere and then disappears. <laughs> He's got one like, line oh, of English. Right, you did it, buddy. Uh, but the the thing that I thought was intriguing about this, now, again, I have to keep in the back of my mind that me and you aren't exactly the biggest Joshua Williamson fans. And, you know, even in the Flash stuff that a lot of people love, but especially recently in stuff like A Dark Crisis where things change, they don't quite work Robin. out, right? So, yeah. But even then, if you go into thinking of, Okay, how about that tournament? Did that really work out? Like the tourney that was, it really didn't. I'm trying to figure out how the, the Lazarus demon was like, you know, with the devil Nessa. Things got wonky, but we love the character work. And that's the same way I'm feeling here. And I'm starting to worry because it does intrigue me when these aliens are like, oh man, you're far from home. Like they do recognize 
Let's go. Hey, you were a member of the Justice League. All this stuff going on. I thought that they were. I thought they were in some dream dimension still. So at least we're in the universe. We're there somewhere off. They keep getting you know here, there, and everywhere. But the idea, the idea that they are there with just aliens and possibly can get back or found. I actually thought that that was pretty cool and something I didn't really realize when we had last issue seemed like almost like construct type deal that they were in getting back home because we think to ourselves shit oliver queen is alive and well but he's on an alien planet how are we ever going to know that he is alive and how are we ever going to find him since there's no way to communicate because he's on an alien planet everybody thinks he's dead leanne harper teleports to where he is on this alien planet oh my god how are they ever going to find leanne harper and oliver queen and ultimately it doesn't matter because once leanne harper says what about your son, Connor? And he thinks, oh, my God. For some reason, a mental block has been there the entire time since the New 52 opens up. And he remembers Connor Hawk, his son, everything. The idea that these assholes, whoever is behind this, made him forget his son. He is so upset. But as soon as he remembers Connor Hawk, both Leanne and Oliver Queen both teleport away from this alien planet. So I'm like, oh, I guess it doesn't. If they teleport back to Earth, I'm like, this is some bullshit now. They're like, this is not bullshit. I'm having fun. It's just- I know. Why were we here? What is the mechanism? Is it's like and what is the purpose of through this nostalgia, world? Right? It's weird. It's it's odd. Like why we'll this world? It is. I like the idea that you end up because somebody was giving me shit uh, about the idea of Animal Man and the vegetarian barbecue in the Flash book, and yeah. then you start out here and you end up having Ollie like, "Hey, that's vegetarian chili," and then he's like, "That's fine." This shit sucks, and he throws it. But I'm with him. If you're on an alien planet, I would tend to maybe. Get it more adventurous with the plants than the animal. It would be weird, but yeah, he's doing that. He can't Gross. quite make that. Not just think about getting adventurous with animals. That, yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's kind of no, weird. I, well, you don't know what I mean. Adventurous with that. I do think I know what you mean now, and I don't like it, Eric. Or do I? Uh, but uh, by the way, he just throws that chili. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, if he find like who knows, Leanne looks like she might be enjoying it, and indeed doesn't. She's but, just yeah. hungry. And even then, you have some cool little things. It might make some people roll their eyes, but the idea of this treehouse that they're in, that was some device that Batman and them oh, no, ended even, up giving to him. I'm like, I'm, I'm okay with that. But for some reason, that's fine because it's, it's you know, capital DC. technology from Dragon Ball. Exactly. It's, it's DC weird science when essentially we just have the idea Ooh, of shrunken down things. Like, you know, like, or either the flash shoot in the ring or you have the atom just doing anything. The idea that you can have a headquarters that is micro that you could enlarge wherever you are. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool superhero stuff. That's like, it's, you can say Does it's silly more like because when they get teleported away, these. Oh, no, I think this is one and done. That's just only expensive. one capsule. <laughs> yeah, really, he's done. And then you don't realize this. Alien Jim and Eric, they just moved in. We're going to move in there. Now we have a no, studio to go with. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you do mean when you're going to the bathroom, right? Your squatty potty. Uh, but you do have that idea. And I do like the idea that at some point you may start traveling around. Hey, tell me something I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> like I'm thinking of it now and they get teleported away. But yeah, the whole thing with Connor, he looks so happy. He's thinking of it. Not thinking of the idea that he, I, I wish you had that one boy. panel where it's like, what? Lose an arm? The hell with that? <laughs> Sayonara, sucker. And then he's done. He doesn't think of that. Connor wasn't a part of that. It's fine. I know. But he was still, that's how he had to become. He had to step up because his dad went away. He, most people go oh, away the from 90s. a pack of smokes. He went away because he didn't want to lose an arm. I don't want to lose an arm either. Well, you, there's a lot of tech in this universe. He could have done something. But, yeah, when he realized it, and I think that the play is not just remembering Connor. You know, he's remembering Connor, but it's, 
I remember they took him away from me. Boom, they're out. And he's like, oh, you son of a... I actually thought that was hilarious. When he realizes what he just did, he's like, you son of a bitch. And then he gets teleported away. Pretty cool. I, I thought but that... But even with the, with I the narration... I no of... more answers, but uh, I'm enjoying it. So am I. And this is the narration, though, of Oliver Queen. You won't believe where we <laughs> and I were sent next or when. I'm like, fuck me. All right, look. I can have fun. Oh, look, I'm all about a Green Arrow series. I'm all about a Green Arrow family series because right now you're doing some fun stuff and I'm getting to deeper mysteries that I've been wanting to know the answers to for over a decade at this point in time. But you're playing weird games with it and hopefully the outcome is something that I can be happy with. But when you have Roy Harper and Black Canary then go trash Bell Rev Penitentiary looking for Amanda Waller and they're confronted by, you know, Peacemaker and Peace Wrecker. It's such a weird idea, though, about them. Like, you know, they don't know everything that went on. I can't assume so from the Suicide Squad previously. But Amanda Waller was Argus's public enemy number one. She was persona non grata. They were on the run before she skedaddled to Earth 3. So, like, how are we ever going to explain even the idea of Peacemaker working for her but being back at Bell Rev and Argus and everything involved? I'm like, that's a lot of story well, again, to be telling in a Green Arrow he book. He has that MO if, if that's what he and, – and again, he may be doing things just on the down low and like I'll go with this and see what's going on. But he's coming up everywhere, though. I also want to ask you, this Count Vertigo definitely is going to like pull your pants down and do shit and then make you dizzy so you don't remember, right? He looks like a scumbag. <laughs> I mean, he looks like yeah, double down time straight. Look, he, he's used to prison life at this point. I'm telling you, I like the Count Vertigo that looks a little fancy like he runs a country and shit. This one, shit has gone wrong. You know, like a count. But yeah, a count. <laughs> like, now all you're doing is you're down for the count. You wake up with your pants off and a quarter on your ass. I'm dizzy. You bet your ass you are, boy. What just happened? And then you see him scurrying away with Bill Cosby or something. You don't know what the fuck happened, Eric. He looks exact. You know who he looks like? He looks like Sus Roy. Like, like Roy's all spiffed up here. Somebody, he looks like a piece of shit scumbag here. And it scares me. He looks like Double Down, how we said. You look at Double Down. I don't like to look at Double Down. First off, when Double Down's around, don't ever take beef jerky. If he offers you beef jerky, don't uh, take it, Eric. You're going to have Why problems. does it look like Why? a card? Eat it. <laughs> like, no. Why is Not eating your scabs, Double Down. Scab. I'm telling you, that Count Vertigo has multiple venereal diseases, and he does not care. Eric, he's going to pass those on. He's paying it forward in the worst sort of way. I don't <laughs> like him. Look at Just look at him. He looks like he's there. He's probably right before this scene. He was jamming out the Limp biscuit and figuring out how he could get your pants off. That's all so he's doing. So me in 1999? Right? That's who I think of. Uh, yeah. It's you. Yeah. Look at that. It, it, he takes off that. And look at the vest. Isn't even like it looks like just ripped. Apart. He takes He's it been off. In prison a while. Weird ass green goblin looking look, tattoo the on is, the thing. He's I'm you. all about making fun of the way Count Vertigo looks in Bell Rev, but you're taking it a little far. I now don't you're know. Look at that guy. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it's taking it too far. Oh god. Damn it. He's there. He's like the best thing that he could think of. He's like that Lollapalooza 99. Boy, I really benefited from that is what he's saying. Or you know what I'm talking about. But I do. All in all, at the end, when you do have Peacemaker and Peace Wrecker, pretty cool. I just don't know why Peacemaker would be working with somebody named Peace Wrecker. <laughs> it's confused. I think that we're going to because he is that guy like Law and Order. And I, I don't know. It is weird. But I think that. He's come up so many times so far already that I think there the has to be the some of the other explanation. I think there has. Look at that. He works out. I'll tell you that. 
Now, like that Count Vertigo scumbag. Yeah, I mean, Count Vertigo, they need to kill him right now or else he's going to do bad shit. Uh, right now, though, do you think that these two, Peacemaker, Peace Record, you think they, they got busy already? Like they have, right? I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They, they dress alike, so maybe. <laughs> I think they have. What would you give this? Honestly, I had a lot of fun with this. I definitely want to know more because it's a gigantic story to be told here. I just hope that Joshua Williamson is able to do it in 12 issues. Maybe he gets more if things work out. It's just I'm always worried with a Joshua Williamson story because the character work is fine. I love the characters' interactions. I like a lot of the stuff we're doing. The story just feels overwhelming, especially and the thing is we're only at issue number two. We got time on our hands. But right now, I am having fun, so I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm actually going to give it an 8. I, I liked it. I had fun. I'm just worried. I'm worried like you. Uh, what it reminds me of, and this story that I'm going to say did work out eventually, and we really liked it, but it reminds me of the beginning of Jeremy Adams' Flash deal when he was jumping around all those oh, different yeah, the things and whatever. Stuff. Yeah, the Quantum Leap stuff that we were just kind of like, well, okay, it's neat, and we're seeing things. But well, that's I, the scavenger hunt stuff that I never like, and even the idea of like, you know, People TPing everywhere to different points in time and places. I'm like, that's just going to turn into a scavenger hunt as well. That's my problem also is that at the beginning and I said, oh, it's okay. Now I see we're in the universe. We just uh, and then when you throw the when in, I'm like, oh, why are you doing that? Ali and Leanne and Connor in the Old West. We'll have some greatest hits sort of, you know, I, I guess. I don't are we going to go back to Sherwood it. Forest? Mm. <laughs> I'd like that. We may. I don't know. Who knows how we're going to do it? And then he's like, oh, I remember Sherwood. Oh, son of a bitch. It just keeps Oh, yeah, boy, Figgis. I just said that. Bad shit happened there. Let's not go back there to Black Canary. Yeah, that is true. But maybe he can. I, this isn't the book that I need them to go and fix shit. Like, I hope it's not like that quantum leap field because I just want them to get back. And they obviously by the end, hopefully they figure out who is. Me- Oliver seems to realize what is going on. Hopefully I don't know. He can fix it. Well, he says. I, I, you know, oh, you don't know what's going on. He's like, well, I didn't say that either. You think he's just playing it up to her well, when he she's was, asking questions? He should have pretended he was a Green Lantern. He doesn't now. know what's happening. Yeah, I, I, he seems to. This is above I his pay grade. Yeah, I don't know. I think he knows a little bit more than he's telling us, Eric. But we're going to move on to the last book of this section. It is Nightwing number 104. It's written by Tom Taylor with art by Travis Moore, Adrian Lucas, and Wes Abbott. We get some more Titans. Nightwing and... will make you believe that a man can fly. Yeah, yeah. Also, make Tom Taylor. I don't know. Believe that somebody's going to actually think that Nightwing will sacrifice a little girl. Just that powers. The, it's not that's happening. the worst part about it because this is just a glorified, you know, issue of just hey, look, everybody, this is Nightwing with powers because the stakes are not there at all. Because there's no stakes the, in this whole the series. The idea there. you told me beforehand, you spoiled the whole thing for me, but it doesn't matter because there's not much story to this anyway. The whole idea is all right, Nightwing. If you give me the girl's soul, you can keep these powers forever. And just imagine all of the good you can do in the world if you just sacrifice this girl's soul. Even Olivia's like, you can do it, Mr. Nightwing. Let me die. And I'm like, nobody's buying this. You're not doing anything with the stakes here. I had some people telling me, and they were trying to make it work with them and, you know, all the power to them. But like, no, no, no. What you're not getting is they're showing Neron is just an idiot. I'm like, that's fine. But this book never Don't has stakes. Don't make Neron the king of hell an idiot either. Exactly. And, and. The book doesn't have any struggle. It never has any stakes. It never has any tension because in this you had it. But this just feels like Tom Taylor. Oh, shit. Night tears. I'd better wrap this shit up. And the best way to do it is to have Nightwing have power so he can run around and just grab people and throw them aside. Here, Gorilla Grud, you go on this island. Hey, and I, e- I love the idea that. of this grinning man. Look, the grinning man, he's done. You're like, that is the most you ridiculous had all of these- ending to something you set up. 
you had all of these villains show up on Themyscira, which I still don't like. And you have to say, oh, this takes place before this point in Lazarus Ren, but I don't like that to begin with. But you have all these characters show up who have, you know, taken a Neuron deal in the past during their previous story arcs in the 90s. So you have Gorilla Grodd, you have Dr. Blast, you have the Gritting Man. And essentially, yes, Super, Super Wing shows up, takes Gorilla Grodd just to a another island so we can't mess with people's minds no more. But everybody else, these big bads of the DC universe, we can't even have a, a series, an issue where we see how bad these guys are or the fight they might put up against the Titans who are the new Justice League because everybody essentially just gets one-punched. And so what Tom Taylor's playing is Neuron's going to be like, okay, Nightwing's going to figure out that he could save billions of people and and I'll t- and then he'll sacrifice it. And you know this isn't going to happen. So it, it's just not. And it doesn't. But while you have Nightwing and then you have to have things like, hey, I'm going to go check out Superman. Hey, Superman, I got these powers. What do you want to do? Oh, let's run and go up above the earth. And even Dick Grayson says, I've seen this view a million times, but you know what? This Pretty is cool. And then it's you beautiful. have Su- Superman who ends up going, you know, just want to show you a little perspective, show you that this fragile earth, I want to show you what you're going to be protecting. I want at Nightwing to say, bitch, I just saved everybody in Dark Crisis. I, it was me. I saved all you assholes already. I know I what you're- Black Adam. Like, I know what the fuck you're talking about. I did it. Like, fuck you, Superman, you prick. And then leave. Now, but what, even what in you that- need, What you need to ask Superman, Nightwing, while you're sitting up there in space looking at that little brown marble that we all call home- Hey, how are we talking in space? Superpowers, kid. Superpowers. And, and what are <laughs> what are Nightwing's actual powers? Everything. It's just like, I, yeah, everything. So I love the idea that not once somebody or he himself's like, huh, you know what? I got these powers. I got, what, two hours? All right. Heartless, here I come. And just goes into the Bloodhaven and just obliterates. He just snaps his fingers and gets rid of them. But even in this, the first thing, Wally is there and they're like, Oh, you know what I think we should do? We should go. I don't even know what's happening in Thailand where they're like, oh, there's this thing and illegal water capture in Bangkok. And I'm like, here we go. This is what I was yelling about in the Titans deal where I don't know. Tom Taylor thinks that this is the greatest thing. And then when Superman, I want to take race and also. Hey Superman, what you, this sounds a lot like John. Did he get to you? Did he get to you? Because remember, that was the thing John told Superman that he wasn't doing enough. I got oh, yeah. to him. But even then, like, that's what we're doing. We have these powers, and the thing that he does is change uh, water capture in Thailand, goes up and sees how fragile Mother Earth is. Oh my goodness, wh- where is Greta? That new costume does it pretty cool. Yeah, I do like that. But also, I did think about how. Uh, and then, oh, I think by now I'll go back and see what the hell is going on in Themyscira. But even the idea of Nightwing with powers, that could be a really cool thing. We only have him for two hours. We're pretty much just tools around and just the Superman stuff, but being Nightwing. But we have to go back to Themyscira because Neuron, he's gotten a little like... um <laughs> He's gotten a little visit from Trigon saying, hey, you ain't shit no more. Clean this up because I'm going to continue telling people you ain't shit unless you clean this up. All right. I sent some goons before to send a demon horde to Themyscira. The Titans are going to have to take care of that. Nightwing then goes and takes Olivia out of there until his powers run out. And then the, even the idea where he has ultimate power in these superpowers that Neuron gives him. At the end, Neuron takes them back, obviously. Nightwing's not going to play ball. Oh, my God. How are we going to defeat the King of Hell? Well, Nightwing's the coolest, so I'm going to have that power that was left over by Nightmite, the fifth dimensional imp that was here. You make and him I more shit on out. top of shit. Like the idea that he has superpowers to take it, care it of is, almost everything in that the end. At this point in time, it becomes kids playing superhero yeah, on the freaking, like, you know, playground. Like, I have this power. Well, I have this. Well, this other power I didn't tell you about, 
it counters what you have. Yeah, that's what it is. It is. It's like, you know, rock, paper, scissors, dynamite. Dynamite. That, 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 that's all it is. Always and even at wins. the beginning, I love where Neron's like, I'm giving you the powers to do anything. Uh, but I'll let you know that you might want to get rid of me right now, but your friends are in charge. I'd be like, no, no, I'll take care of you right now <laughs> in two seconds and go off. But even then, when you have this and what it does remind me, and I'm glad you brought up the idea of playing in the backyard and like, hey, I'm Nightwing yeah. and I have powers. But he doesn't have powers. He does now. And you do that shit. Because even when he doesn't have powers, then he has magic powers because we had we did something before that or just, oh, yeah, I had a little bit left over. So what what this book reminds me of it it reminds me so much of like it just reminds me not an all ages book but but a little kid book this seems like something i would read in sixth grade and i'm not putting anybody down but it really feels like a book made for little kids hey look your hero always wins and they don't struggle and if they're good well, they win and no, no. that's fine no, but the thing is you're, the you're too much you're 100 percent because not even in the ideas that we're expressing here with the powers and then the night might mystical like magical powers but even in the dialogue, when everything is said and done, we have saved the day. So what's going to be your super hit power? I mean, your super name, Olivia. I'm going to be Nightbuster. So she says Nightbuster. We're all reading comics. We've been following along, I hope, with Nightwing. But then you have to have Raven. You took part of Nightwing's name and part of your father's? Like, really? <laughs> Thanks a lot, slow Raven. Raven, come on. Her eyes are crying. She's got the mind movies going on. Like, it, It's so, like, really, like you just said. Raven is saying that, everybody, because Tom Taylor does not think that we're smart enough to put together what Nightbuster Night, means. Night That's Buster. why he's do- Nightbuster, and he has to do I that because he be thinks that Buster. we're too dumb to get that. Nightbuster sounds like somebody that's going to come in and pretty much you know, glow so Stop the night's it. gone. Stop it. <laughs> okay, good. I thought you were going to take it to a weird place. No, no. Or it's going to be like Nightbuster sounds like an asshole that shows up at a bar like it's closing time and they're there well, no, to tell everybody to go all fuck could, home. All I could think about is this is silly name. Like Back in the, like, you know, I want to say the early 90s when he was created. It could be earlier, but I remember appearing in the early 90s. Night Thrasher over at Marvel Comics. Like, that name, like, that's too much. All I sit there and she goes, hey, do you have your name? Nightbuster. I'm like, this is why you should never allow kids to name themselves. This is how we get Peekaboo Street, the skier. You don't do Thunderheart. it. Don't let, don't let kids name themselves. It's it's awful. Nightbuster and like, Raven, though, looking and also just this whole play. This is again some of the dialogue here, and it's it's between old Nightbuster and Raven, where she says at one point, "Gar Raven, thanks for looking after me." But then you have. Raven, say, Nightbuster, I want you to know you will never have to worry about Neron ever again. I promise. And then she's already said Raven's name. She knows Raven's name and says, thank you, impressive but dangerous sorceress. Why would you say that to somebody you just used their name a panel before? That is so ridiculous. It's yeah, just what's a up, joke. Jim? What's you doing right now? Oh, not much, man. I'm just hanging out. Well, you're never going to have to hang out again, you impressively tall, badass, <laughs> handsome man, you. Yeah, that See, would just make joke. you feel you're, good. You're, you're just making it's not. You're making fun of me. It, it, that would what? be the idea that she doesn't know me? her name or doesn't thank you. It's all bad, and it's written. And what happens in this, it feels like this book, and I somehow it equated in my mind, is the idea that you have Tom Taylor, who was out there killing everybody. I mean, this guy was known as the guy, if you had a he book set people, up. Yeah. Where they'd say, like, oh, Tom Taylor's going to be on this. But I had the whole deal when I had the parody song for the Suicide Squad book. I said, everybody's going to die. That's what he does. That's the joke. 
He has gone from that to the exact extreme opposite. It's like Eddie Murphy. Suddenly, he's not going to do any dirt. Like, it has to be all kid-friendly. That's all Tom Taylor does now. He ends up, everything is not even all ages. It's actually, it's for little kids. And that's fine. You know, some people may like it. But most of the people that I've heard, even starting out, like, oh, man, why do you hate this? This is good. You get to, like, eight issues in, and they're like, yeah, nothing's happening. But now it's even dumbing down. It's like before there was no progression, but now it's just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And, again, I said the idea of the Titans book not feeling as special because of already getting all this. But, no, no. The ending, I do think, is intriguing, though, when you have the idea no, that agree, something's missing from Raven. That's okay. But when the, all that other stuff, you're basically saying, and as I said, and I'll, you know, I'll take a little credit for saying very early, and you know, you'll never admit it, but when I told you the power level in this book is so fucked up because the Titans were there, you had all these heroes, what do you do from there? What you do is you have to give Nightwing powers so that he can At least get everything hours. done and go. It, it's just you need to have something where different. Like said, how many times have we said in this book that Nightwing has to actually like? Hey, everybody, fuck you. I'm doing things on my own. But I mean, we're so past that. And it feels like this book is like coasting. No, I agree at this point in time. Nightwing has to get back to the down and dirty of Bloodhaven. Leave the stuff that, if you want to keep everything hopeful and light, save it for the Titans book in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Have that do that shit, I guess. But yeah, here, I don't know how you do it, though. I don't, you know, I still want to know what was in that box. That the holder, whatever the fuck they were called, had. And, you know, when Tony Zuko was trying to rob that place. There's so many things. The, the Heartless is just going around. There's pizza. It's all there. Such a weird idea, though, because by the end, when, you know, Raven makes that promise to Olivia, who's being left on Themyscira to be raised by the Amazons because we, obviously we can't have Olivia around the whole time. Even though Dick Grayson has legally adopted her, he Linda lead her ass into an orphanage, an orphanage immediately. Linda Lee with the Amazons. So... We go back to the uh, Neuron and Hell. The idea, though, that we have Raven, who's the daughter of a demon, but it's an interdimensional demon aspect. When you put the Trigon in Hell, it always throws me off. When you had Trigon show up to see Neuron earlier, it threw me off. Raven here, it gives her a badass flex that she has the power because of what, you know, her father's outside of, you know, being hellish. She is able to take Hell away from Neuron and pretty much take, like, you know, pretty much put Blaze in power this whole time. But Blaze tells us that there's something missing about you, Raven, and says, you know, this is going to be continued in Titan. So I'm like, what's going on now? Because obviously it won't be her soul self, but what is missing from her? Is it the darkness? Like the idea that dark sorcerer that Olivia was talking about, is that it gone? Because she seems like, even though she just did this to Neuron, she is a happier, friendlier well, Raven than we Is seen. it one of those where if you don't have to press Raven because she's so happy with Beast Boy that she's missing Something's that? missing? You know, it may be. But no, that's interesting though. This whole stuff, like I'm telling you, I don't like Trigon in Hell. I don't like Raven in Hell, but Raven here at least... Works for me because of her power set. It does, and her but again, it's for the Titans book, though. I, I yeah. want Nightwing stuff in the Nightwing book, but it's fine. I but thought that that was part. intriguing. Yeah, that's the and best Blaze part. Is in charge even, again. Now, you sit there, and again, also, when I was thinking and seeing this, you have Nightbuster. You also, where Nightbuster loves Bitewing. I mean, really, and says, hey, Bitewing will come. All I kept thinking of, you know what? This is just live shot and dog shot from the Suicide yep. Squad that Tom Taylor did. He's just redoing that again. Now, I, yep. I wouldn't mind them teaming up. Fatty's daughter. Right? I would, yeah. It, it's exactly that. He's playing his greatest hits with that. I do like, and the reason why my score isn't so low that I do. Love live shot and dog shot down. <laughs> and I like, I like little Buster. I'll always call her that, but I love her as well. 
and I'd love a team up. And then even them with Jay Irie and Maxine would be great. I'd love yeah. all that. But it really is just it's like shot again. Like really, like seriously, you gotta change things up a bit. Uh, But by the end, I was intrigued with the Raven stuff. But then we have the backup, and again, like the backup. Why are I hate the backup? I don't get it. It's I always have hated the backup. And Daniel Orr on on art, and Jonas Trinidad, and Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott, but. It's C.S. Paquette. Why are you doing the same shit that I guess it, it matches up? Because there's no struggle. There's no anything. And this whole thing ends in such a bizarre way. And then you realize you have page face left. It's, <laughs> it's, so fu- it, it, it's just so funny, though, because we have this backup story that's supposed to be Nightwing training John Kent to be a better hero and stuff like that. And we start out by going to the circus where not only was a trapeze artist like, you know, rope cut, but there was also a bomb in the audience. Turns out one had nothing to do with the other. The trapeze artist doing that to themselves to try to get out of this life. And what about the bomb, though? I just kept saying it the entire time, every time we talked about this backup. And this one's like, well, we went over, we talked to everybody. Who could be the person? Hey, let's go talk to the ringmaster. Hey, who's this guy? Oh, he used to work here. We fired him for being a piece of shit. And he told us we'd rue the day we ever talked to him. Hey, you know what? This could be the guy. (laughs) And this is what I don't understand. Hey, uh, yeah, we have this security tape, right? Hey, yep. there's that guy, Brian. He used to work here. I fired him last week. He just wasn't the right fit for us. He was very hateful. And he said, you'll rue the day. It feels like you have a progression here where they have to actually use detective work to find this guy's asshole trailer. <laughs> Moments later, and they say, well, that was surprisingly easy to find. Hey, look, dynamite. And and I get the idea. It's like, oh, where is this trailer? Right there. Boy, that was easy. Like, what are you talking about? That was easy. The idea, like, didn't anybody go through his fucking trailer before? Well, was this off the deal? I don't even get it. Well, he was fired the other day. It's uh, Maybe they just didn't get around to her yet. Well, again, though, like, <laughs> I think it's not even there, maybe. I, I think they just, but all you have to do is look up his address. Right? You get his address. So then, the traveling circus. Th- th- these two bumbling idiots. First off, John, this is definitely, and we talked about it before we recorded, this is definitely the best view of a john kent yes. who who grew up in a, grew volcano. Up in a volcano for seven years during his formative years fifth grade education this is slow john so much at one point he's just shaking boxes slow ugly john i, th- I think this box is empty to have night wings and then you have i think that being around john has made dick Grayson dumb as hell he ends up having a goddamn stick of dynamite and goes this is enough for at least three explosives you have a stick of dynamite. It's one big explosive, you asshole. It's a piece of dynamite. And then you look and there's just a bunch of pieces of dynamite. And they're like, oh, my God, look at this. And then they go and confront this guy who's walking around all sus. And then they punch him. They punch him and in then the you face. Have, you, what you could have here is the ultimate kind of villain thing. Like, well, you think you might have taken me down, but I've placed explosives in seven spots and teddy bears across the park. And then there's John, like we always see John Kent do whenever he's being trained. He does it off panel immediately and he gets it. It's all said and done. It's fun for a laugh, but we've seen it over and over again. These backups are supposed to be showing Nightwing training John at this point in the story. And boy, John looks ugly as shit in this. He, he looks, looks like looks Jeff Goldblum when he's starting to turn into the fly. His, his face is melting at points. It's, it's bad. And he's got to do something with that hair, but he ends up where at this point, this is the payoff. You end up where the guy, you think you stopped him, 
and you end up Brian. Random Brando Brian goes, oh, you think you got me? Well, I have these. And then we see, and maybe a spread page, but we see all the lessons that Nightwing has taught John, and he uses them right now to find the bombs. But you don't do that. It's off panel and he has them. Boom. He has them because he's great at everything. There's no struggle there. You don't even get that payoff. That's what this is supposed to be about. And you don't even you, you don't even have the skill to do that. You just end up. And then the worst part is we got pages to fill then. And, yeah, you're going to do the nice thing again. Oh, I'm going to take this to this girl who I promised that the clown would give you this. He is a clown. And then all of a sudden he goes and. I don't know. He's never been to a carnival, even though we saw him at carnivals when he was yeah. a little uh, young guy. He doesn't but he... understand how carnival games work. This ring is not big enough to fit over this. Do you want me to enlarge it for you? Here, just take all the stuffed animals and get away from me, kid. What was wrong, Nightwing? I don't understand. Never change, kid. Never change, you dumbass. You end up where this is going on, and John doesn't understand the carnival. And somehow the laws of, like, physics don't really work around him. He has a ring. I don't know how he fucking enlarged that. And he enlarges it, but there's no, it doesn't make any sense. And then when that happens, what you do as a carny, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> why would you, I mean, why would you keep doing it? He, he's won all of these stuffed animals. And then, not even that, but stupid-ass John here, he just keeps them. You don't even have a play where he's handing them out to kids. It's like, I got lots of Teletubbies selling them on eBay. Don't ever change. Like, really? Like, he is slow. Like, it's bad. And that looks I I hate the backup. I hated every issue of this story because it just feels like it just adds, like, this adds to this book for no reason whatsoever. And doesn't They're taking advantage that it's selling well. That's exactly. all they were doing. Yeah. But I will tell you this. I hate everything about it, but this portrayal of John Kent is the best portrayal of a boy who grew up in a volcano and how he would act now that he's a man. I don't think I they're know, trying, but they, but they do it. Yeah. They did it. Because everywhere else... He's perfectly adjusted, no problem, nothing. He's about to go to college when John Kent's Superman for his first time, even though he has a fifth grade education. But he's going to college as his undercover Finn Connors. But this this is the Superboy we should have. Finn Connors. Oh, Finn. Thank God. I mean, seriously, thank God that they ended up where his secret identity got revealed because just the crushing pain of him getting a zero percent. I don't know (laughs) he could have taken it. But yeah, in this, I want this to end. John goes off. And then Batman comes out of the shows. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> Pretty stupid, right? Yeah, like, yep. And then they just start fucking with him like you do. Who's, right? What was that vine? Do you remember it? Where it's that one where it's like, yeah, I'm Jared. I'm 19. I never learned to read. <laughs> but it's like, he is so dumb. But you're right. It is pretty accurate. Now, I do want to, and you reminded me something just talking about young John. When you have the powers at Nightwing, like we were saying, there is no tension to it. If you're trying to show Neron as being an idiot, why are you doing that anyway? But when you do have powers like this, we had it with Damien. At one point, Damien got powers, and we were really excited about it because that's the te- you don't know if Damien's going to cross the two line. Whole issues. You don't know, like, but you we had that right. Remember, yeah. like you don't know what he's going to do. He may take it to, but Nightwing's never going to do that. I mean, nope. even in the play where you end up having Tom Taylor, I mean, Nightwing's done nothing. Wrong at all. I mean, this guy is a saint among saints through this whole story. Maybe given him the powers there, you might have been able. I don't think he's going to sacrifice Olivia, but maybe you could have shown something where, oh, you know what? He isn't as great as we think, but Tom Taylor will never do that. So when you end up having this, there's never going to be that tension. There's never going to be that, oh my God, is he going to act? You know, he's not. 
And then when he has the powers, he's fixing all the woes of the world in two hours so he can come back and just say, One okay, thing. you can have him back. And, well, he does that. Then he, Who knows what else the hell he does? But he ends up looking at the earth and saying, I have more. I love so that he says, beautiful. I've seen this view a million times. But, boy, right now it looks crazy. Yep, I see how fragile it is, Superman. Thanks a lot, you asshole. Uh, but at the end, what would you give it? I think the art is amazing all the way through. I like the ending with Raven and Neron, the idea that we're setting up bigger mystery and Titans through this book with like something missing from Raven. And I like slow John because it's the proper depiction of our, our young Superman that he is very young, slow Superman. But beyond that, there's just a lot of fluff and a lot of filler that goes nowhere. Not so quick. 5.8 out of 10. Yeah. I'm going to give it the chicken, chicken strip. I, I ended up giving it a six when I first reviewed because I like Little Buster. But now that I'm going through it and the, the backup, I didn't even read for my video review, reading that and adding that in. It just this is nonsense. It's nonsense. Something has to change. You have to get some sort of grit in this. And the idea that Nightwing should be a street level hero. And he's just, you know, you're, you're making up ways with not. Again, we keep saying the powers, but the idea that he still has a charge from Night Might. I mean, yeah. that, that's just, that's fucking lazy ass writing and just ridiculous. So, fuck you, you and your chicken strips. We're going to go off right now. <laughs> I mean, you. Uh, we're going to go off right now to uh, some mail. It is time for the mail, Eric, and with that, if you want to be part of the mail section of star like Eric Shea, J-Man, and the return of Repairman Jack, Eric, out of nowhere, you can email us in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. We're going to start with J-Man, who says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? He's got a beef with us, Eric. He is uh-huh. mad at us. J-Man does get angry at us sometimes, but that's his Most right to do, do, right? He says... Well, I got a beef with you both. Oh, <laughs> he does. Right He's just right out on front street. Last week, I listened to your review of Flash 499. I think that was 799, right? Uh, yeah. 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 799. So, right there, J Man, you're wrong. I'm oh my God. <laughs> on the podcast, and I disagree with your need for continuity and cohesiveness in this issue. And as we know, and I should pull up the deal, but as as we all know, I'm not exactly the continuity kid. That is or more tall. of that is more of Eric. Or maybe wrong turn who once said this, Eric. Load up your pistols. Continuity people oh, God. coming to town. So <laughs> coming, to, coming to town. Eric, see it just flows. Okay. Uh but sometimes even I have to step in and say, Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. I guess I'm in agreement with the Get Fresh crew. I'll tell you, I said earlier in the badass roll call where you ended up having Andrew in Belfast, he he ended up sending me a note, and I don't know what the day, but he wrote, Slash uh, 799, what the fuck? I don't know if he liked it. It seemed like he was upset. I guess I'm in agreement with the Death Rush crew. I read Flash issue with my eight-year-old son. See, that changes things. Right? Mm-hmm. Eric might have read it with an eight year old. It wasn't his son, though. And once we got okay, to page, page four, we were both grinning from ear to ear, kind of like that grinning man, one of the best villains ever, and couldn't stop laughing. Ooh. This is Jeremy Adams' second to last issue on his slash run. Now, this the is final. his last issue. It's his second to last 
story because he's not going to have a full issue. He has a story in that big 800, yeah. but yeah, this is his last, you know, official deal of, of an issue. If he can't throw everything against the wall for an issue here or thereafter growing Wally West legacy for the majority of his run, it's like you're saying he can't ever have fun for fun's sake. Now, here, I'll even step in before Eric loses his mind. I'm not doing he nothing. Was, he was still telling a story. If he would have ended the Wade stuff earlier and then they were just going to go and have some fun for fun's sake going forward with that, I wouldn't have had a problem at all. This was still continuing what looked like it was a, an important story. And then he just kind of just said, forget about any sort of anything. Hey, here's a bunch this. of None old of things. I'm going to throw all of this together for no reason whatsoever just to have a fun time. And it's fine, but if not, it's at the expense of the other characters involved. Everybody on the hero side looked like a chump because they were all scared of all the Mr. Adam, Titano, the, um, the anti-monitor, as they should be. But because Jeremy Adams, like, oh, I also put my other characters in here, Gold Beetle and the Omega Bearman, they can take all of them out tag team style, no problem. So everybody was at the expense of his two new characters for a story that didn't even make sense. Now, you had a gigantic, larger story in there with the lost children of Donna and Michael Holt, and you didn't do anything with that. You just had Granny say, I'm kidnapping kids for reasons out here in the fucking, what was it, the Palace of Eternity for some reason. I'm like, you're just saying words at that point when you could have told an actual story that was big and important, and it was just a goof. And where I'm going to bet the idea that story in 800 is just probably going to be a goof. That will yeah. be a good that, but that's what that is. That's the celebration. And having a goof Keep is the fine, goof for but that. like the thing is that that made Jeremy Adams run so special was all the heart that he put into the characters and making sure that the West family was depicted as great as they used to be to bring them back and show why we all miss these characters and how why they're so great together. You can have fun along the way, and he definitely had fun. They were just my least favorite issues during a run that I actually really did enjoy. But when he got to the heart of the matter, hell of a writer on that book. Yeah. Oh, I I loved his run. You know, at points we were up and down with it, but overall, I think it's one of the best things that's come out in years. But this issue, you're you were still continuing what seemed to be a very heartfelt family, and then you just got goofy with it. And I thought, and again, I bet you. A dollar to a donut, as they say, Eric. That Who the, says that? The, I just did. In oh. that 800, you're going to get a goofy story. You're going to get a fun story. That's, that's fine. But the idea of finishing up the deal, and we waited all that time for that baby to be born, then he's born and kidnapped, and then you kind of goof it up at the end. Now, who knows how it went down or whatnot, but it, you didn't need to get that goofy. I mean, and it seemed like there were points where, okay, I'm still in. It's almost like Homer when, when is, you know, it's still, good. it's still good. Going, it's still good. It's still good. And then all of a sudden you're like, the anti mind What the fuck? Like, that was just, why? Well, but again, some people, or a lot of people had fun with it. That's fine. But to me, this issue felt like Jeremy Adams months ago gave DC hundreds of pages for a seven-issue arc where he goes through the missing details in the single issue. Didn't feel like that to me. Now, according to him, this was just how it was. I actually asked, hey, did you not have enough time or whatever? I, I might have offended him by asking it. But no, he's like, no, no, that was just how I wanted it. That's fine. He's not going to, you know, talk out of, out yeah. of class. Uh, he's got class. Everything uh, is well paced, well explained. Really? Like nothing. Maybe to your eight year old son. Nothing Now you are. Nothing's explained. Nothing (laughs) was explained. I mean, the idea that Granny Goodness has these kids 
Makes no damn well, sense the world whatsoever. The dog's damaged. We have to go on a sliders hunt for a while and then get back months later with a beard and haircut while everybody else is finally shaved. Speaking of that, Andrew and Belfast also said that that's basically the Lucasfilm's way of telling a story. It's just like, <laughs> oh, well, we did swipe. this at this point. Swipe. Uh, but in characters, uh, he says everything is well paced, well explained and characters who seem thrown in for Why one issue kind of makes sense. Why is our man there? Only reason our man's there is because somebody had to hear through the wall that Granny Goodness was up to <laughs> shit. How does that, that make sense? So? It doesn't. And seriously, if you say that every character in here made sense, you explain to me what the anti-monitor was doing. Well, the thing is, I can understand that these Titano, Mr. Adam, and like the anti-monitor showing up. I can understand because of the eternity mind that she had where you can will these things into like where you need them as a defense mechanism. But the idea that they're so easily beaten by Omega Batman and Gold Beetle, that's ludicrous. Remember, Omega Batman, they just ran into, yeah. you know, like Thor in Guardians of the Gallery. He just smashed were, were into the, the, the shield. Yeah, they might have been. Remember, he was like thrown out of the ring. And... Or maybe just in hyper time. In the last two or three issues, Adam shows you an elaborate way what happened on Wally's trip home in the T-ship. What? He yeah. says, what? And in the last two or three issues, Adam shows you an elaborate way what happened on Wally's trip home. No, no. We never. After reading through this, DC editorial said, this is a pretty solid arc, but you do realize you only have one issue. Well, again, you can save that, but th that's on him as well. He, he knew how many. He knew. He. Got a hold of me in, I think it was November, and mm -hmm. told me that his run was ending at, at the end. So he had plenty of time. So it's not like they snuck up on him and went, boo, your, your run's done. Right? Like, like wrong turn. I was worst. talking the other day and I was thinking about wrong turn. And when you ended up jumping out to scare him <laughs> and he didn't react, he was looking right at you. He didn't react. We all started talking and then suddenly he looked over and jumped. <laughs> He jumped because then he saw you five minutes after you jumped out. That didn't make sense. In response, Jeremy cries for a few minutes. When the tears are gone, Adams proceeds to bleed all over his several hundred-page script until what's left is a single. He said that that's not the case, but that's fine. Yeah. At the end of the day, this issue is not about telling a cohesive beginning end. Or met. This is your last issue of your regular run. You, you and a victory run is fine, but like make it mean something. But that's the problem is if you're going to say pacing and, and the overall deal, they should have then have found Wade the issue before, so then you can have. Because I would have loved to have had an issue where we get back to having another barbecue, high yeah, fives, everybody's lines. having fun. That would be great, but that's not what happened. Established characters in the run uh, go, and he says again, it's all about the setup and execution of getting to page four of the story. The reaction, he loved the reaction of the terrifics minus Mr. T when Wally says the rest of them to deal with the monsters. Is worth the price of admission. To me, that was kind of lazy storytelling. It's the idea that you take care of them while I'm going and doing things because we need that taken care of. But he says, Metamorpho, Phantom Girl, and Plastic Man all look like they're going to completely shit their pants. But these new characters take it. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, I, I don't want to, you know, yet, but I don't even think that, Jamin, have you been reading all the things? Because then you say, and the two oddball characters that everybody knows the least about sound like they are batshit crazy enough to take on anyone. I don't know that you that's, you know, Gold Beetle and Omega Bam Man. Like, it almost feels like you don't know those characters are and just had fun with them uh, because they had a Harley Quinn-like comic book magic moments. But again, this should have been a more serious story. I, I don't need it to be full-out serious, but they were going to find a baby that had been Who was just born in the previous issue. 
And it just gets crazier from there. This is a part of the movie where you are told to put your 3D glasses on, smoke them if you got them, and check your brains out at the door. But so you're saying that it, you just told me it was smart, and now you're saying that it's just, you know, check your brain out. I, and them 3D glasses did not make Freddy's dead bearable. No, and then my, or, or the, uh, what's it called? Jaws 3D. 3D. Uh, but in that all, I think that my main thing is I know that Jeremy Adams is so much better. Than, than yeah. what they threw together there But people again people did have fun But remember when yeah, you were a kid fine. Here's the thing now J-Man <laughs> you, You've been listening a while here. The idea that you think that at any time Eric Shea did not care about continuity This is not something new I mean this is not something that he just came up with A week ago and you're going to ask him If he cared about continuity in, in any sort of cartoons 80s cartoons you say here And damn well you better know that oh he cared God, about continuity in a cartoon that was continuity based, which he you ends up bringing even. up. The thirteen Joe. ghosts, the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. I was infuri- infuriated as a kid because we didn't have enough episodes to catch all thirteen ghosts. They tried to rectify that with a cartoon movie the other year, and it didn't make sense to the rest of the series, and it just ruined me. Still, again, I'm saying all this stuff, and I, I I'm glad Jay Man liked it. And this kid and I, yeah, I think fine. that it was something that kids could like. It was the same as that issue where you had to turn it around and, yeah. you know, hey, With go Dr. there, Fate. you know, that Dr. Fate deal it's that we didn't issue. really like. It was a gimmick, but people had fun and said that their kids had fun with it. I'm trying to do it with my tablet and things rotating on me. And I'm, I'm like, I'm I think I was going to throw who, my computer out the window then. But yeah, you're I'm an a here as an adult who cares about the characters maybe too much to the I'm point where these, the reason I'm reading these serialized stories is the continuity. Everything that's come before matters so the character can continue to grow and amaze me. And again, I, I don't mind having fun. Eric doesn't like that, but I don't mind that shit. But you, <laughs> the, the first part of the story, you were setting up something that I kind of really cared about and wanted to see how it was resolved in a, a different kind of way. It just seemed like a goof by the end, but maybe it's a combo. But he says, the 80s, imagine your big brother coming in with his friends and telling you that this total non this is the total non-cohesive garbage for the sole purpose of trying to convince you to buy all the useless pieces of plastic that resemble the characters in your favorite cartoon. But that's the thing. That's not what this was. No. You, you know, I again, if somebody came in and said, oh, well, Eric, you you like the Bugs Bunny, or we even said before this, the Three Stooges, where no. everything resets, you're just having yeah, fun. That's shorts, one thing. Yeah, they're one-shots. Yeah, that, that's, that's one thing. But when you have, you know, I used to watch the Star Blazers. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, you're like, Venture's alive now. After And you're like, bullshit. Like, you just threw everything out the window. That didn't quite happen here, but it just was a shame. We just didn't like it. And you do see... How the episode you're watching is goofy and nonsensical, but you don't care about it's G.I. Joe fighting Cobra, the enemy, or uh, Mamra trying to steal the Sword of Omens, or Megatron trying to create another Energon Cube to get back to Cyber. You're walking on thin ice with Eric Shea here, because these (laughs) all would drive you nuts and defeat the Autobots for the hundredth time, and you love it because you are having fun for fun's sake. Uh but yeah, and again, this is the other thing about but it. But I'm an we adult man in. reviewing a comic book through my perspective and not I'm that of an 80s kid. You're a, a man. And yeah, and you and have an 80 kid. And, and, and with all that, too, all going on, we also have to read, you know, all the books when doing it for review sake and things like that. So it's sometimes you do lose out a little on the fun stuff that you can just go, eh, what the fuck? That was fun. But again, yeah. if I read it with my kids and they liked it, I would like it a little more. 
Yeah, well, that's a great because perspective cool. to have on that because yeah, you can be say, I, this is great for kids who have no idea what's going on in the comics. <laughs> the idea that that's kind of, you don't want to sound mean, but it is like, yeah, that would be something that an eight-year-old would love. And, you know, because they don't know any better, but a lot of people like it. A lot of people yeah, had fun with that's it. Fine. It's not just gay men. Uh, but he says, keep up the good work and I'll see you in seven. You can have, he's going to yell at us again. But no, it's cool if you like it, and it's it's yeah. better that way. So next one is Repairman Jack, who we haven't heard from in quite some time, Eric. And he says Did his we hear header him last was week? uh no, no, he, no. This is his first email. Okay. I sent you the email that you're oh. supposed to read for this week. Okay. You didn't read it though. Ah sure shit! I, did. I think I'm back. Is the header? Forgive me, Father Sir. It's been four years, two months, and 25 days since my last confession. To be fair though, the last few emails I sent were mostly things from uh. Other than comics, because I mostly fell hard off of whatever the hell countdown or whatever it was called was working toward. <laughs> was it that long? Something randomly happened where I randomly went to check back uh, in on you goofballs and DC overall. The podcast isn't six to ten hours anymore. No, it is not. It is yeah, not. Thank thankfully. God for Aaron. Uh, where's the voicemails? Talk about that on this week's Patreon. We were, we were this waxing is, poetic this is why, on this This is why spotlight. I think I, we already read this email, because everything that he's going to talk about, we have actually talked it about is funny in person. That in we did things. talk about the idea of like the whole voicemail, and that took over. <laughs> that thing became a monster. Where's the random feuding and anger? Still have that. Still Tom have that. Taylor isn't the golden child everybody wants on a main book anymore. Right. Some people this, know. This show, Alfred's dead. Dick's yeah, a billionaire. DC has an app. What the fuck has happened? Does Jim even podcast with the mattress behind him up against the wall? No. I've actually, no. Sw- since Repairman Jack last listened to, I think I've changed like three locations I of think where I record. Yeah. At the, the worst might have been when I almost died in the basement, but hey, peace out, basement. Yeah, you worse. Asshole. I went down the other day just to check that I had turned off the heater because obviously it's getting near summer. Yeah. And it's soot everywhere. That is a disaster down there. I didn't clean it up. Clean it up. Anyways, just wanted to check in and say I missed you guys. I missed to get fresh crew at large. I need more random bullshit. This podcast isn't long enough anymore. It is funny that he was saying that Patreon. we were talking out on. I need more horror series ranting from Eric. I, I need more box factory dead. stories with pissing out the back door guys and random uh, killing uh, loving. Uh, oh, that's what. He, he couldn't remember Wrong Turn's name. Oh. So he wants the I love the killing from Wrong Turn. I was supposed to add that in because he was like, can't remember that guy. And I said, Wrong Turn. He's like, oh, my God, I feel so stupid. So there you go. I wasn't supposed to talk about that. Random thoughts of a few things I've read recently. Titans. I can ex- excuse most of the scene in front of the Titans Tower's complete setup for wanting to have the Raven Beast Boy relationship to be yeah. out there and central. But I can't excuse these people not talking before literally the point of moving in. While in front of the media and also can't excuse not going, yeah, whatever to Dick talking about the two rooms. I get wanting to set up the relief. It is kind of funny that they, they end up like, oh, my God, we're, we're heading in there. We better get these ground rules down. And the kissing moment with support being all good. But everything in support of the moment feels so far and out of place and nonsense that it's hard to even pay attention to that part. That's good. It was nice. I said it was nice. I just thought he was pushing it. Like, in a weird way, after saying that it was something he didn't need to push because it's always been. Crack theory. Wally's time fuckery is involved with whatever Tempest is doing and with the <laughs> Titano attack, them being called for the attack right before entering, and how did he show up out of nowhere seemed too prime for exactly what Wally wanted to happen. 
We'll see. I'm telling you, the stuff with Wally, you missed a lot, Repairman Jack. Like, that is sure just a complete screw over for, for that. Batman Brave and the Bold. It's been four years, but somehow Tom King has still completely soured me on his writing. Yep. Her, her name's Helen. She's Helen. She wears a green dress. All of, all of his characters just sound so constantly the same. I'm tired and I just got here, Tom. I got the Gordon second part and just skipped. Fuck, this gives me more Stormwatch, though. Man, make Ravager not suck. Give me more Phantom One and Bones and just give me more of this. Everybody loves it. I'm telling you, even when I end up talking. The is the best, though. Even on the, but again, I think it's the best of a bunch of shit, but still, people seem to really like it. So, hey, all the power to them. Maybe, but if they like that, then they definitely, if they haven't been, they should read Batman Incorporated. It has the same fucking feel because Zed Brisson, just go and do that. Nobody's reading that book. I got ADHD and sidetracked while high and drunk. Oh, my God. I thought this was Repairman Jack, not Trevor. That's a, that's a joke. You know Is what, Trevitt's big play? Did you hear that there was a big uh, accident with the trucks that were carrying the comics? And a lot of people uh, around, you know, the U.S. didn't get their I comics. I like you're from setting me up for Marvel. a joke right now. No, that I'm not. No, they did. And Trevitt. Hey, did you hear? No, this is the joke. Trevitt, who spent $800 last week at the comic store. Oh, shit. Was upset that this truck. I'm like, at least you didn't spend $800. And his response was, yeah, but it's I'm going to spend 1600 next week. I'm like, you're insane. Trevor, but yeah, what they, do you a do lot of people didn't get the Marvel it? comics. The, I think it was like the diamond truck ended up, it crashed there. If there was, I don't want to joke about it. I think it was a horrific thing that happened. But yeah, he didn't get his comics. $800 uh, last week. Who was the driver of that truck? I, I don't know, Eric. Is, are you, uh, I didn't is know if that, he was a part you, of the Patreon badass roll call. Oh, no, oh, no. You are a hateful what? guy. I think somebody lost their life, and you're making fun I don't of know I'm anything make about a, this. I'm going to make a stand, Eric, and I'm telling you, that stand is about five foot two. Right? That was setting me up for a joke. I'm not five foot two. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> I, I setting me up for nothing. Just tell uh, well, people. I got I to gotta go, and, and Repairman Jack does one a little. Eric, you're an asshole. Love Aww. you guys. Jim, get Eric to read more manga. No. And realize what he's missing. Eric, I'm good. There, there is a manga that we had on Manga Monday this past week that I think you would really, you'd love the concept of it because it's kind of horror based, but okay. it's, it's funny, right? It's like my, my new girlfriend gives me the goosebumps, I believe is the name, or my girlfriend okay. gives me goosebumps. And what it is is this kid, he, it's funny, he fl- it's not funny. He falls out of, like he's a kid, baby. Uh-huh. He falls out of an apartment window. It's like tears in heaven all over. That's him. all I thought about. But he ends up, he, he like lands in a tree and he doesn't okay. die. But since then, he has that real seeking deal. Like, oh my God, when the even as a baby, he needs birth. that adrenaline. But he's promised his mom that he won't like climb up shit and jump uh-huh. and shit like that, right? So. Instead Not of like cutting, around, he well he needs so he likes horror movies. He likes to jump, but then he meets this girl who seems like really nice. But you find out later that she susses hell. She is a stalker. It's like fatal attraction times fifty. And when this kid finds out, the girl like, oh my god, she's gonna, you know, what is she gonna do? He likes it. He wants her as a girlfriend because that gets the adrenaline up, and Look, it's like I a horror movie the come to, to the crazy. But come on, you got to grow out of that at some point. Kid. It's pretty good, but he's he's like you know a, a freshman in high school, so oh, I he's, get you. he's still getting it. But I remember she, the face. Because, and and even in this, this where it starts, it's funny. Even in it, she says like, "Really, you, you want to date me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is going to be great." And she's like, "Really?" Because I'm telling you, 
I go way overboard. Like, you don't know what's going to hit. He's like, no, that's what I want. So it's, it's pretty fun. It's a pretty fun one. I think you'd like it. Yeah, read I'm not going to read it. Right to left, you got it. You there are oh, so again. there you are see so there are so many guy. horror mangas that you would just love. But you, you also know that it. I don't even like horror comics. Yeah, but these actually have that have that feel. You get a little horror from it. The horror show it is just <laughs> like this show. <laughs> he says, "Fuck y'all, repairman Jay." I think you would like some of the manga. You just you're a hater. Also, he has. <laughs> Hashtag Jimmy Jordan, hashtag heat, hashtag suddenly NBA fan because of gambling. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, go heat, though. I like Jimmy Butler. You big, big Jimmy Butler fan? Okay. Obs. Yeah, obviously. So we're done with the man. We're going to go off to our last section of books. We got three books, one better than the other. Whew, we got some things coming up here. We got a Megan Fitzmartin. We got the battle of the Megan Fitzmartin versus Teeny Howard to see who is the worst. You've already you said that. It might you be the best horrible, issue right? of Tim Drake Robin, though. Really? You think that? I did not. I what think do that, you think is the best issue of Tim Drake Robin? Probably the one that you liked and gave it the book of the week. Might have been. Again. Uh, this one that, sucks. May, maybe that was just about, you know, nostalgia, the idea that it could be great because it's not that good, but it's still. This one. I don't even know what's going on with, you know, Bernard knowing stuff, but now not. And then also the worst Batwoman I've ever seen written in my entire freaking life. But we'll see what we think when we get to that next. He speaks for all Batwoman fans. Well, again, I just speak for me and that was bullshit. But we'll get we'll get to it uh, right after this. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair. Blows kisses to himself And he really thinks that tear is tear Well that's just every shape Looking for a star screen Or maybe a hot cap Spends all his money buying all that crap Well that's just every shape Oh yes, and here we are We have those three books that we already started arguing about So I'm ready uh, See, what? that's what I wanted to do I wanted to get little hints Oh. You ended up, you fell right into my trap Like a steel trap, boom, it got you it's Jim's gonna trap. hate on something And I'm trying to say no, it's not that bad it, The it, end. It's weird, I mean, I wanted to get you And I set the bear trap, maybe I should have used the twink trap Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's hateful Is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's hateful to you Oh, you Fucking asshole yeah, I just don't like you You fuck. Uh, Repairman Jack's got me all fired up He, he wants the tension and, and he needs the struggle <laughs> he, needs. Look, he, he can't see you, you trying to get up the stairs You me I'm the clown maker I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> The one Struggle. thing you remember I love the idea that people were talking about things in, And they were talking about our City Boy uh, Review from the Patreon I do believe what they were talking about Is suddenly I was saying <laughs> That Cameron City Boy's mom might have been a hooker But still Eric Like you're not joking. When people ask you about things, we did a podcast like less than 12 Ow. hours. <laughs> it's gone. You don't remember shit. I will even bring up stuff like after we get done tonight. I'll say, man, I should. I'll say, what did you say that I was going to call? The, and you'll have no idea what about? I'm even talking about. You thought Repairman Jackson in like three emails. <laughs> I'm telling you, I thought we did that email last week. <laughs> no, then we did not. Uh, but <laughs> here we are. Eric Shea, but yet you have a way better memory than me. That just makes me think that you don't get clown maker. Maybe, maybe it is like the long term, yeah, but the short term. Like I have good short term, right, Eric? Short I, term, I, my brain, jerk. 
They so filled it up with all this amazing nonsensical oh, amazing. bullshit. Amazing nonsensical bullshit that I have to keep deleting oh, stuff to make sure you- that I can retain it. <laughs> so in one, so you actually have a, what you're saying is your hard drive, not very good. You have to keep not clearing shit out. You know what's weird is I have this computer and I had a computer with a terabyte hard drive, right? That was fine. And then all those computer problems I had, and this one I got, I didn't realize, but it has a, a 500 gig. I don't get even, but it, I, it freaks me out to get to like 200, and I have to start deleting shit for no reason. And it just, it's something that I can't, it, it fucks with me. It really does. Right? I don't want to run short. You fucking jerk. I don't do anything. I'm telling you, I know that you're smiling. I need, I need video so I can tell you, if we had video, Oh my and we God. even just for me and you, right? I I might have punched the screen by now. I probably would have. I'd be so I get so angry, but not as much anymore. Maybe Good. that's what Good. we need to have. You I might need be to get growing that as a person. That's not. It's, uh, here we go. Doom Patrol number three. You like the Doom unstoppable Patrol? Find, Doom Patrol find, number three? You, well, yeah, it's like unstoppable every time I start reading it. Right? <laughs> when does this fucking thing stop, Eric? Oh my goodness, this issue's okay, and I'm mean, now the dogs are gone nuts. I end up where I've kind of come to terms with this book and what it isn't, so I'm kind of a okay mini. with it a little more. And it's a mini; it's not doing much, but what the fuck? That's it. What the fuck? It's like <laughs> the risky business of fucking books. Doom Patrol number three. What happened? All of a sudden, I got real goofy. We we didn't take time between these segments. Not at all. Here. I don't know what happened. I do have, you know, maybe some Cloud maker. or something, maybe. It's a little late for me to take it. I'm going to put that one back here. Doom Patrol number three, written by Dennis Gross. Culver. Art by Chris Burnham, Brian Reber, and Pat Rousseau. And, yeah, I mean, it's one of those books to me. If if you like what's happened so far and you just want a goofy little thing with stuff happening, whatever. I don't really know how to explain it. This is J-Man's dream right now because you don't have to have any kind of deep knowledge of everything. It's just here in your face for pretty much this, this issue because the Doom Patrol, it's, and it's even weird too because the idea where Lazarus Rain happened, people's metagenes are being activated and they're going around all X-Men style trying to recruit new people into the Doom Patrol to keep them safe from, you know, them using their powers and people like, you know, prejudicing against them. And this issue is like every on where we pick up a new guy, the Green Lanterns are trying to take him out because he happens to be a Starro but different than a normal Star of the Conqueror. And we have to learn how to see past the differences. The Doom Patrol is in charge no matter what the Green Lanterns want to say. And it's just the Green Lanterns trying to catch up the negative man, Cliff Steele, and sadly, Star Bro, as they drive back Did you to think the shelter. Of, uh, Bro Doc? That's all I thought about was Bro Doc. With, uh, Kelly Thompson. That's all I thought of, too, now. You know what the worst part is? I watched uh, the Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania the other day, because it's finally on Disney+, mm-hmm. Plus, and they have MODOK. Did you like the MODOK in that? Everybody no, hated well, it. The thing like is, the I, I don't care about MODOK. It's just not my MODOK. It's one of the cool things about Marvel movies, because I'm so invested in DC. I have to sit there and not have any fun with DC movies, but they change things. Marvel movies, if it's Marvel, outside of like Spider-Man or See, X-Men, like, and even that, Marvel, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men from like 20 years ago and back, if you do anything different there, I don't care. So you could do whatever you want. But when I talked about who Modoc was to Jess as we're watching the movie, then I had to talk about Brodoc, and then I got yeah, angry. Brodoc. He's for kissing, not for killing. But so you end up having this, and okay, here's the thing. And you're going to say the thing that me and you were talking about before, but the idea where you start this out, this is a dawn of DC book. You There's say no that. no reason. 
that you have to start this out any way that then you have to have an asterisk. This takes place before Green Lantern number one. What are you yeah. doing here? I mean, I know you want to have Kyle well, you gotta, and Guy. You got to understand no because Green Lantern number one is part of Dawn of DC. But Dawn of DC, before you know it, <laughs> was going on before Green Lantern you, you number claim one. You claim this. And, I'm, uh, I'm still uh, trying to make this shit work. I I'm mean, trying to figure out feel like when that. Star of the Conqueror came down and started taking people over left and right, where it seems like this guy who has become Starbro, his metagene just personally activates when Starro goes onto his face instead of a Lazarus rain effect, which seemed to be the catalyst of the entire mini. It, it's already lost any sort of whatever. I mean, you you can go into this if you want to get these characters. You can have fun with it, I guess. But there's no story going on here. There's nothing of substance. Yeah. You're just having goofy little things. And if you like that, that's fine. But me personally, even going back with Gray and reading and talking about it, you know, in the podcast and on his YouTube, the Wakasashi's Tea House, if you're interested, the idea that we're talking about the Grant Morrison thing, we're only two issues in. But already in Grant those Morrison's two issues. Patrol. I, yeah, Doom Patrol. I've had yeah. wave like that's all character work, and I'm getting invested in the characters. So I do know a little more in what they're talking about here, unlike what I complained about when I first read that first issue here. But even so, you're, you're not doing anything. You're not doing it. And even then, you are going to go and play around where in this negative man, he ends up where the negative force it goes off and it kind of dicks around with guy and kyle but at the yeah. end it does knock the, it could have knocked him out right away at the beginning we the issue over it's it's ridiculous it couldn't get past the green lantern shield yeah well he's there at that one point going but then later he just sneaks up you just have to sneak up on him the first time i mean that's all they do the second time but in this it's just it's just nothing. There's nothing to this. I mean, at one point you have animal, vegetable, mineral men, and they're and then, again. I mean, it is a one-page shot where, hey, where's the rest of the Doom Patrol? They're taking on animal, vegetable, mineral men. You know, because he's a guy that we face a lot. He's doing stuff, but the majority of the issue is Negative Man and Robot Man taking Star Bro to the shelter before the Green Lanterns can catch up. But ultimately, they do catch up, and we just have to explain, hey guys, can't we all just get along until Star Star Bro? Exactly. And Starbro, he's under our care, but it doesn't matter because the Green Lantern, Sky Gardner, and Kyle Rayner would have taken the Doom Patrol out, but Starbro uses telepathy to mess with the rings. And I can't even say mess with the rings. Mess with their mind to make them think that the rings were giving them alert back on Oa that they had to skedaddle right quick. It's leaving our two Doom Patrol members free to get back home. And and that's the thing. Like, the overall – there's no overall story. Yeah. They're getting chased uh, by like, guys. Like even and the Kyle. idea of like we talked about in the previous issue, or even in the first issue, where I thought the first issue was doing a half decent job of getting letting new readers know who the Doom Patrol members are, what they're about, and stuff like that. The second one I thought they didn't do as much because then you had like Dorothy Spinner there, you have no idea who she is. It's just I mean, just the grave and robot men's are you have no background of why that's important if you're new to reader. In this one, you get the idea, hey, I used to hit robot man. I used to drive for a living. All right, you got that little background there. And even Negative Man talking about the background when he was Rebus, which is an incontinuity thing, but, you know, Cliff never called him. Yeah, Cliff never called him Rebus. He always called him Larry, and I want you to call Starbro Starbro because it always bothered me when you didn't call me Rebus, even though I told you my name was Rebus. And Robot Man's got to apologize then. That's the growth and the uh, characterization. You get this issue because everything else, it's just like we got to outrun them Green Lanterns. Yeah, and it's a weird play. It's just basically whatever anybody wants to be called. You can go with this as, uh, wherever you want, but just call people what they want. But the idea where you're almost throwing 
Cliff under the bus because I Cliff never realized that because he never ended up really saying, oh, I want you really to call me. Like, he knew Larry. Yeah, I called you Larry. Larry. You're my friend Larry. Yeah, because yeah. you're Larry. And he didn't realize. And so now it's like, hey, and you know, oh, I'm sorry about that. But that's it. I mean, you're... you're <laughs> And it's so funny. How long ago, how, how long ago did that Grant Morrison Doom Patrol come out that we're finally dealing with that now? It's so weird. It's been now. It's 30 been. years. 30 years. <laughs> it's been about 32 years. I think it might be something like that. It's like 89. Uh, I think it's when that last bit or when it started out Grant Morrison's run and you had the Rebus stuff right there, but that isn't anything anybody's been worrying about. You know what no. I mean? It's okay. But it's only there because well, it's okay. it's, the, it's the most character work you can. Well, again, but yeah, and, and it's really nothing. It's just so like, that even the say, idea well, call him Starbro. We're right. going to drive through Smallville because this is Superboy's hometown, and no way that the Green Lanterns would want to come through here and disrespect Superman like that. And I'm like, and then they say that just to have guy and guys kind of a dick, but yeah. again, you don't really get much of them. And Kyle, you get even less. And when I you mean, do get shame. when you do get Guy Gardner, he looks like a monstrosity. Like the art is fine for the most part. When you get a close up of Guy, his face. It's horrific. He to looks me. like he's been drinking a lot. He's very puffed out, right? He looks a little puffed daddy. Sad old drunk guy, Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Look at him there. But yeah, overall, I mean, really, what else is there to talk about? Nothing no, happens you did it. until we the did end. It. You get the end. You get a cliffhanger to just say, "Okay, this is where we'll move on to the next deal." Oh yeah, the idea that we are putting the freaking like the um the the Brotherhood of Evil together still because the first we didn't deal with that in the last issue, but you do get Hoongan, you know, sent the head of the brain right now. Okay, Brotherhood of Evil's back on, and it, it's Which a weird. Play it's the because... most important part of the story to me, and I forgot about it because I was like, it just seemed like the idea. You is forgot like, about right, it. I think issue... there's a lot of people who read this that had no idea what was even going on. It's it's not explained. Like each at issue all. is just like, okay, let's get a new meta and we're gonna bring them back. But that was it. But you did have that amazing stuff, which was my favorite part in the first issue where you had uh, Mala like going against the brain and killing him. And I'm like, for General Mortis, I'm like, well, that's a huge step. And again, we're three issues in of six. And yeah. do we have enough room? Even unless you get Beast Girl with the slug, the worm, in that one panel where it's like, the hey, traitor. what are the rest of the guys doing? And you have that, like, that should be bigger. It, nothing's going on. I do like the art, except for Guy's face. I agree with you there. But overall, there's just it's a nothing book in my mind. And now you're just goofing off. Yeah, I'm sorry. Once you have Star Bro, you're just goofing and off. Star too. Bro, you're just goofing off. So what would you give it? Five out of ten. Yeah, I'm giving it a, a regular five as well. But we'll move on to the next book, which, Eric, you already said is your book of the week. I, I Did think I, say I that? heard you say that during the mail. You say but what that is every it? week for some what reason. What is but it, Eric? It's a penultimate issue, Jim. Did yeah, you know that? A penultimate issue. Yep. Tim Drake Robin, number nine, Go written by Megan asshole. Fitzmartin with art by Nicholas Desmesia, <laughs> Lee Lowridge, no, and Josh Reed. <laughs> oh. But no, this whole thing with uh, Tim Drake Robin, it's been a shit show this entire time. And now we're going back to the Batman Urban Legends part of the story. It introduced, you know, Bernard being a part of the Chaos Monster cult that was going to sacrifice him because pain is better than what he was feeling personally because of his life. The chaos monsters are back, and in the previous issue, we saw that you know for some reason Batwoman fell out of the sky. She's got blood covered all over herself. Chaos, de- like chaos troops, are in the streets killing people, trying to get like the Robin's attention. We have Batwoman go to the man in the suit who's in charge of the chaos monsters on top of everybody, only for him to take control of her and tell Tim Drake, "What are you doing? Trying to protect a child murderer?" And we pick her from there. A where child. We we just have the idea where you know Batwoman's like subdued by this man. 
she's able to break free and the guy gets away, but we put a tracker on him so we can get back to him later. And <laughs> once that part's over, I don't mind the issue because I'm telling you, well, let's just start from the beginning and, and talk about the idea. Do you like the art? Because I thought the art was awful. The thing and- is, the art is better than Riley Rossmo, and I think it's comparable, like in style wise. Like if you're reading some of the thing, it's it's not great art by any means, but I think it's better than what we had been getting. But I still think it's close enough to try to match that in like a trade situation. Well, we've uh, Riley Rossmo hasn't been on the book for like four issues, but we've so had that kind of style going on though. But it, the thing, no, that one issue we had where we were losing our oh, no, mind that, about that the whole one thing, issue that was, was good incredible. though. God, yeah. yeah, that looked great. You're so right. You end up having first off, is Tim Drake now seventy? And this is more of, uh, you know, coloring, but his back of his hair is gray. I mean, his whole back of his head is, is gray hair. Then you have to play the That's, that's the called deal. a sweet fade. Yeah. Well, then you go and it's like almost laughable, this page and this detective work. It's like the shock on Batwoman's face is real. I'm like, she looked like she's dead. Like, <laughs> I, do, I know you shock. have a close up of her eye there, but you're actually showing me a woman who's bleeding out one half of her face. No expression and white eyes. And, oh, my God, she does look shocked and it's real. I'm like, no. Then he's talking about the blood and how she must have dipped things. Then you get to the guy and it's like, hey, you know, but still, there's sweat on his forehead. All right. Means he's telling the truth. And white knuckles. He is literally choking out Batwoman at that point. And he thinks, oh, the sweat and the white knuckles, that means that he believes what he's saying. No, I, I think if, I believe that he's an asshole and he's trying to kill her. I, I don't get you are just making things up to fit a story and it's bullshit. And before we get even further than that, I think that this is just an awful, awful Batwoman. Yeah, she's upset, but the idea oh, no. that... Not only upset, she's missing a lot of her own time too. She's out of sorts. She thinks she might have killed a child at this point. She's covered in somebody else's blood and she's out for freaking vengeance at this point to clear her name and find out who did this to her. But what I'm talking and always about Megan Fitzmartin, that's... She doesn't mention that at all in this issue. Mm-hmm. She doesn't mention it once. And it's fine. We read the last issue. Yeah, but still, when you're acting like an ass, not everybody remembers this because now she's just scumbag. Let GCB like you go. You lose track of what's going on and why it, it's terrible. She doesn't remind you. She doesn't say you scumbag. You took all my memories. You set me up. nothing. She just wants to throw a guy off a building and then just starts going against Tim Drake for some reason, telling him he's an asshole. And it just doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. It, I know well, what she, she thinks that he's an do. asshole too, because, you know, Bernard has background with the chaos monsters. We got to go talk to Bernard, but even the mention of the chaos cult that he was a part of, it puts him into a PTSD situation. So Bernard's out of sorts from how you normally know Bernard. He's trying to fight his way through this by physically fighting a punching bag. But you have this going on where you have Tim Drake, He's in a weird situation, rocking a hard place because both Bernard and Batwoman, his only, you know, people in this whole thing together at this point are not themselves and they're fighting against this, trying to get to the bottom of this. To me, a Batwoman is not going to be not herself. Shit has happened to Batwoman just because right now she can't remember this and she's got blood. I don't think she loses her mind completely like this to be an asshole. It's just an asshole to react so Tim can be the good guy and get mad at her and whatnot. And then Bernard is completely off his rocker. Well, we didn't want to talk about this before, but most people, again, you're not really setting up or telling people what all this is. You're just throwing all of a sudden Bernard seems like he's completely lost his his fucking mind. And even me and you, we read that urban legend story, which 
I mean, that happened years ago. And now you're just going to throw this in without any sort of way to kind of get people on board if they didn't read it or they forgot it. And I just think it's awful, awful storytelling. I think that this whole issue is awfully done. Again, you think that it's, you know, some things or whatever, but you're relying on a lot of people knowing or reading something. Well, I'm relying on me knowing this and knowing you knowing this. I, I, some of it I didn't remember. It took me a couple things where I'm like, what? Oh yeah. You have to at least mention some of these things. We said, you explain the chaos monsters from, oh back no, the chaos code is crazy. It's all about like almost Hellraiser pain is pleasure situation, but it never really went anywhere because it was just a way to get Tim Drake, like, you know, together with Bernard. Yeah, that's and like, was. Had, that was the main point of that urban legend story with some chaos cult and some demon things going on. That wasn't the real reason there, so they never really worried about well, that they didn't aspect. Worry but for about some it. reason, so then, brought it back here. It's worse though because last issue, like they didn't worry about it, but now you have to have them back, and they say, "Oh, the evidence didn't stick," which makes no damn sense. And then they're just there. They must have two faces, lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And they're just there. And again, we haven't really seen Bernard. Like, there's no. He went from zero to sixty on the crazy meter. And it just throws you off a bit, though we kind of get it because we read those stories. But still, in that last issue, you ended up with the issue before where Bernard's like, I know that Tim's, you know, the deal. At this Robin, point, yeah. he it might just say, hey, listen, I know this. Let's go. But you said we're, we're going to get that for the final issue next, next month. But yeah. in this, it sets up this whole scene where, oh, man, I can't let him know this. And I wish I was here as Tim. And I like this could easily be taken care of. And then. We've talked about it before, how the fuck he gets in and out of that marina. And oh, then you, you, no, you have that it here, the, it makes no damn the, sense. It's the worst part of the book because you, for some reason, decided, man, the marina neighbors are going to be a big <laughs> part of this book. And, like, you know, characters like Pi who hang out with these other assholes on this other boat. But when you have Tim Drake coming back to his boat as Robin, where he, all he can do is there's no high enough freaking buildings around the marina. He just kind of drops down onto maybe his s- boat. Swim and, and come in a hatch on the bottom. It's, it's, something, yeah, right? something along those lines. Because even he says, I got to find a better way to do this. Because you do. <laughs> but when he comes just in, figured this out, though, is the problem. Yeah. Because this should have been a problem him, from day one. You have him on this boat coming in at 7 a.m. where there's people on the docks already, including the character Pi, who sees Robin land on there, comes no, and Pi. knocks on Tim Drake's door. And for some reason, Tim Drake is half naked, sees the Robin costume behind him. And the only thing Pi thinks about, you're fucking Robin behind Bernard. Like, are you slow John Pie? Like, why yeah, is everybody yeah. an idiot this week? Put two and two together. He looks exactly I mean, like look Robin. It's, it's Tim Drake with the domino mask, and she sees this like, oh my god, she. And if she ended up saying like, coming in and like, oh my god, I knew there was something. We don't really know Pie. And Pie's just here. Hey, Marina neighbors, look out for each other. That's yeah, all that's I'm here all you for. Needed. If she but, ended up coming in and she's like, right. oh. Now I know why you always disappear. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to kill you. And oh, my God. <laughs> if he's like, oh, my God, don't tell anybody. All you have to do, really, the play here would have been cool. And I don't know if you'd agree. Not the killing part. But you end up where Pi sees this and knocks on the door and says, you know what? You bet, like, almost like, oh, my God, what's she going to do? And Tim's like, oh, my God. And she's like, we all know. We've known since day one. We're not going to tell. I, you know, I, I, I kind of hate that too because people. I don't want everybody to know the identity but it's of the so bad ridic- family. But I'm saying it's so ridiculous no, no, what was going on. I don't mind that if you would have said, like, all of a sudden he's freaking out. Even the idea that Tim's like, 
trying to get out of it by going, oh, no, no, that's Robin. He got nude and we, oh, no, that does. And then they're like, listen, calm down, boy. Come, boy. Come down, boy. you little boy. Like, boy wonder. We all know. Like, we're not that stupid. Boy, we all I know. wonder where Tim Drake is. And then all of a sudden, the best is he, they're like, we, we know that it's you. I mean, it's obvious. And then Tim's such an idiot in this. He goes, What's Bruce Wayne Batman going to say now? <laughs> and now all shit's gone down. And then he's like, Oh my God, I hope that Barry Allen and Wally West flashes don't find out. And he just ruins everything. But, and then he says something about Clark Kent, Superman. They all have a stroke because of what the next week they did. Like, they go, ah, they're all dead. But I would have liked the, I, I love the play where you think that somebody has been duped all but they they knew all along and they didn't say and it's like lex Luthor when he well, that's reveals what, that's what that he bernard's knows doing right now. well that's bernard's doing but bernard it's a little more personal the idea that the story can't progress that this is just them and that would explain why he kept coming in in playing daylight and they did know so i, I'm I would it's like a terrible that. scene and again i would have liked bernard to say listen you know and even even then you can assume that bernard might think that Batwoman kind of knows. Like, yeah, she's a hero as well, so I can say, listen, you know, I know you're Tim, let's work this out or whatever, but everybody's like, you know, trying to keep secrets well, and nonsense. They are, but- because this is not exactly the time, because Bernard doesn't want to talk about the chaos, also because it's traumatized him so much. Batwoman's a goddamn mess because of what the chaos demons have done to her, and everybody is just out of sorts, and Tim is stuck in the middle. Batwoman has gone through too much to be losing her mind like this, that she goes to a, you know, a kid there and just starts screaming and yelling and losing her fucking mind about it. It's just, it is, it, we always say like the idea where you dumb down she gets the job done. a villain, like you dumb, they're like, oh my God, the anti-minor he's taken out. That makes him look worse. This is the idea of making Batwoman look like a real bitch to make Tim look better. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. The way that she is losing her know, mind. The military when, background and all this, it really seems right for the interrogation way that she wants to get the answers out of this kid. I've never seen anything like this in any time that, you know, I, I haven't read every Batwoman book, but I'm I've never she even seen took her the shot against like Clayface. And yeah, but it just, that even felt like it was more of like, you know, a little bigger than just, oh my God, I can't remember this. And she knows that she, that blood, they already tell her, it's just nonsense. Uh, but yeah, I just the idea of going and just being a bitch, I, I thought it was overdone. And then the idea, again, yeah, Pie. Pie sits there and says, oh, my Try God, you better see. not cheat on Bernard. And then he's like, oh, 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 my God, let's hug. I, I don't even understand well, even the, the idea. Hug. Like, just wanted to make sure everything was all right. Bernard is a good boy. Don't mess it up. Wait, Pie, why did you check on me? <laughs> it's hard out there being there for our own, our friends. That's the only thing we can do, no matter what. Hug time. <laughs> and I like, like the idea well, that she still must think that he's fucking Robin. Dumb right? as yeah. hell. Yeah, what are they? It's nonsense. This whole fucking series just sucks. And again, it's the awful writing. No, yeah. Nothing was ever said. I, I end up, well, I out of nowhere, what I do need is James to show up. Hey, everybody, it's me, James again. James, you know, the landlord. They're like, wait, how did you get out of jail? Aren't you Moriarty? I don't know. The evidence didn't stick, bitch. Well, I'm back. Well, the thing is, we never figured out if James was a real person or something that <laughs> Moriarty know. was just pretending to be. Did Moriarty actually have the lease on this boat and could kick Tim out at any time? I'm telling you, next thing you know, they're like, oh, my God, Tim Drake is Robin. And then that one kid who was venomed up Clayface that fell in the ocean of dissolved, he comes back out. No, Hello. I'm Tim Drake. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. He's falling apart. Buddy. What the fuck happened? Get me back in that bathtub. 
Uh, you start talking about stories. <laughs> but this ultimately, is like that book I read back in the day. But ultimately, Bad. after Tim has his heart to heart at 7 a.m. with his neighbor Pie, I guess nighttime falls. He realizes I got to get back on Batwoman, figure out where she is, go to all those places that he thinks she would be. Ultimately, goes back to her apartment where the windows outside the skyscraper are broken into. He goes in only to be confronted by a bunch of chaos demons that have set a trap for him to wait. So that's a cool thing where he's fighting this off, though, where he is just completely surrounded in this really grotesque you know kind of form. Means. I'm like, man, there's like 10, 10 eyed men. Sure. Chaos monsters. People aren't going to know what this is. Nobody's reading this book anymore anyway. It's well, bullshit. Tim's in a rough spot for his final issue. I know that. Yeah, I, I think he might make it out. Uh, I would guess that how uh, this usually plays out, and I think that, you know, Megan Fitzmartin is a hack. You're going to get saved by Bernard, who's going to come in. He'll do the saving. He'll end up, oh, I knew this was going to happen. And then Bat wanted to come in. I just, like, you have one more thing. What's she going to come in? By the way, I just found out I didn't kill any kids. Bada big. <laughs> I don't. Know. I assume Batwoman will show back up and not Bernard because I don't think that Bernard knows where Kate Kane lives. No, I think Bernard is going to reveal that he has a tracker, some bullshit on him because he knows. I don't. It's going to be cool. They'll have dinner at the end and, you know. That's it. But what, whatever happened, is his dad still so hateful? And is he going to go back and live with his mom? Because who wants to live in a marina? I don't. And did those people die in that fire? Bernard has his own place. Up? He doesn't have to live with Tim. His mom wants him to come back. His mom yeah. asked him to come back. But that remember, that looked like a dungeon. That looked like a medieval fucking castle. <laughs> That's how you know it's fancy. Yeah, it's and then the dad's gone because he was a piece of shit. But was that just the, the whole idea of Foley yeah, playing real. with him? Yeah, that seemed the the anger and hate were real. Uh, but what would you give this? Ultimately, like the art's not the best, but I think it goes with the series so far, so I can't fault it because it does get the job done. I like Tim Drake here. The idea that he's trying to get to the bottom of all this, even with Batwoman like supposedly being a child killer, he's not gonna push Bernard to the breaking point and he's willing to stand up against Batwoman, who you never see him fight against, even though he gets his ass kicked. He is willing to do this. It's a cool scene. The biggest problem I have is that pie scene, because instead of having Pi be there being the ultimate fucking dummy, Check in on Sparrow, because we have one thing talking about what happened to Sparrow in the last issue with Who Detective knows? Williams. Yeah. And she what might he be says dead. it's fine. He's like, yeah, ah, Detective Williams has that taken care of. It looks like her what guts does that mean? is coming out. Please have that That's scene instead of Sparrow. No... Check in on I your friend. This. But ultimately, at the end, I like I look forward to see how this is going to end, because while I can't tell you everything about the chaos cult and what it means, because it was always nonsense, I want to see how Tim Drake's going to get out of this and hopefully have some kind of conclusion to this story then that makes sense on top of Batwoman supposedly being a child. But I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. I, I feel like I'm at like a drive-thru, right? Fuck your chicken uh, ships! Fuck your chicken ships, Eric. Don't the do that idea, at a drive-thru. Again, in my mind, I know that it's whatever story you're telling, but just the idea that I'm sitting there and I'm supposed to believe that legitimately Batwoman killed some kids. Oh my God, she must have killed these kids. It's just as bad. As, oh my god, is Nightwing going to keep these powers? It's nonsense. It's, it's no, I can believe this more. The idea that, like, let's say... Let's you say really that, think her, that people would have... That somebody's going to write a story and know... That, oh, we're going to have her be a child killer. Well, before they had the whole idea that she was raped by a vampire that people got all pissed off about and stuff well, like that. But, that's something being but, done to her as well. But this the is idea, her killing though, kids. Yes, but not again. Like, you know, let's say her mind was taken over Doesn't and they matter. used her body to do it. It still wouldn't matter. 
Nobody would They'd say why are you doing that to her Why are you getting this character to be Because she's a child killer then No she's not her body was used to do that It's not her but she still has the blood on her hands What have we seen set up that Any of these guys can take away A month away and make you become a child killer it's I, nothing we set don't up know way. anything about it. No, we, we don't even know issue. how she fell from the goddamn sky into freaking. We're Robin's never going to find out. They're just going to say chaos monsters. Oh, that's why. Oh, they must have gotten them. We're never going to. There's only one issue left. There's not even enough time to even tell a half a story of Tim getting away from these fucking assholes. And there's no way that in that one issue you're going to say, "Oh, by the way, she did kill kids. Those were really kids. Like it's not happening." So I'm not even going to even. Even say that I'm going to pretend that I have any tension in the idea. It's going to be that they set her up to. But why does the, the head of the chaos cult believe? And I don't even it seems know like that he's... that's the head of the guy. That was just the guy who was there at that one attack. I don't even. Yeah, really... the the up the higher ups wear suits. I talked about in the last issue, but the idea that he was so adamant that she killed a child, but he didn't seem happy about it. He seemed angry and disgusted by it. So what's <laughs> <No>. that mean? <laughs> it's going to mean nothing. This is, what has ever meant anything, James? He was Moriarty. The, the idea of people with the venom that that disappeared and you had in this book legitimately, one of the cases, or at least part of it, was solved by Tim Drake throwing up on something. Yeah. I'm never going to trust any of this shit. So I, I just always fucking nonsense. Fuck it. And also, I mean, if you really want to see how crazy Bernard is, that one dealer is like, I don't know anything. I've, I've never seen somebody more crazy as he is there. Oh, my Trauma. goodness gracious. Look at him. Yeah, again, it's fine to play the game of it. it was so traumatic that he didn't want to talk about it. But since you didn't talk about it, nothing was ever set up or you ever got that feeling. So there you go. There you go. But we'll go to the last book. And boy, I, I hate this one more. <laughs> How can it be, Eric? How can it be? But we'll agree on this one. Harley Quinn, number 30, written by Teeny Howard, art by Sweeney Boo. Sweeney Boo. Sweeney Boo. And Steve Wong. Sweeney Boo does a lot. Did you have a stroke? What happened? No, she she does the inks and the colors oh, as well. Okay. So I was See, making a joke. I was like, Sweeney Boo. Sweeney Boo. I actually got worried for you for a second. No, Sweeney Boo. Sweeney Boo. I think that uh, Sweeney Boo might be one of those that, like, uh, one forever may not even have inks. I, I don't know. You know what Teeny Howard doesn't have? A fucking clue. Is what she does. <laughs> this book. She has a clue of what she's doing. It just doesn't make sense for anything that anybody would want to read. Like, I don't want to speak for all Harley Quinn fans, no. obviously. No, because that I, shit will actually, get you in trouble. Eric, no. Step back a bit. You can. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Speak for every single one of them, please. Katie Howard might have an idea about what she wants to do with the character. It's just nothing that anybody who enjoys Harley Quinn wants to read. Well, what she's doing is like just fucking around. I mean, there's no real, I mean, there's a story, but not really. And you're doing things that also would drive uh, an Eric Shea insane, even though by the end you're going to play off rules that you're not using probably to get the rules back. Because the idea that the zoo crew die is near impossible, but then you're going to probably use that to make them come back somehow. But in this whole play, you're just now, I will tell you. That I don't mind one thing in this, and I don't know about you, but the female furries, that made me laugh. That actually that is, is funny. pretty funny in a but even zoo the idea deal, of that, but. because uh, let's talk about this. I'm sorry. Let's, <laughs> let's, so let's get bad. real. Let, let's get real for a second, because we do have Earth 26 we here, which the is the chair around. Let, let's turn the chair around, because we've got to okay. talk to the kids. We have to have real talk to right now. Child. 
Earth 26, the Zoo Crew Universe, where you have cartoon physics. Let's just put this off to a side where, because it's cartoon physics, nobody can really die. But let's go back before that, where you had Dark Side. Well, Dark Side, he exists. You mean like Dark Side? No, no, I mean Dark Side. Oh, you mean Dark really Side Dark exists okay. as Dark Side. You know, he is this one form on Apocalypse, but throughout the multiverse, he had avatars that represented him where you could have multiple Dark Sides on multiple Earths. Ever since the Infinite Frontier, Dark Side had all his forms come together to become the ultimate form of Dark Side. I don't know if that was ever changed after, you know, Infinite Frontier, after Dark Crisis when he was teleported away. But you should not have an avatar of Dark Side in the Earth 26 called Backside. Any of that shouldn't, that should not be a thing because you don't have any other avatars of Dark Side anymore. Now you're, and this you're one nerd, is ridiculous. Though. I know. And, and so real talk. that, and that's real talk, but let's get to the other real talk. This book is garbage. I mean, you end up where we talked about the idea that it's tough for some people to write Harley because you're always trying to Harley it up. But she goes beyond that. I mean, she. Damn right you do. You go to Earth 26 and cartoon the shit out of it. That's what I'm saying. You're cartooning the shit. Like, I think that she might be having fun what she's doing. But for some reason, for how much it should be fun, it's infuriating. It, it ends up where the, it's just nonsense. And it's not even me saying, well, the zoo crew needs a little more, you know, respect here. Well, I think, I think they look badass and amazing. Stuck, here. I like the art a lot in yeah. this, especially with the zoo crew, but you're playing up this deal where I don't oh, know. No, you're geez. supposed to care about the steel and, you know, but then you throw in, you know, your jokes. You have backside that's looking for the panty line equation. All right. The well, now, now there you go. I like the female equations that made me laugh. But when I like how freaking swole fastback is, yeah, that, look at him. <laughs> I'm telling you though, the idea of the panty line equation. Oh no, I, I'm telling you. At this point in time, I checked my mind out because if I had kept it going, you know, pure continuity kid, Eric Shea, I don't know if I would be here right now to do this podcast with you because <laughs> I would have been locked up into the hospital. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad, but. In it, like, it's one of those things where you really find out in this where, okay, you have a couple jokes going, and maybe we can, but you can't, it's just too much. You got all the jokes. The panty, the panty line equation is here with backside and his female furries. Abracadabra has the freaking thing that she needs. Here, Captain Carrot, I am going to bring you the vorpal fish that would be able to defeat backside in our time of woe. And at that point in time, Harley Quinn used her new multiversal powers that Lady Quark told us all about previously and how she has to stop it to take that fish out of this continuity and bring it to her fight with Two-Face, which then put Earth-26 into dire straits where everybody in the zoo crew besides for Captain Carrot was killed by backside, even though it's cartoon physics and people can't die here. But whatever. And now, and now Harley Quinn... Being who she is and has to talk to Khalid Nassour, who's now the secretary for Zatanna whenever she's out doing stuff like sexual things with, with Constantine Rabbit. She realizes, fuck, we can't screw up the multiverse with magic and all that because Zatanna and Khalid both told me I can't do that. But you know who does stuff like this? The Flash. So I'm going to order online from the Flash Museum a cosmic treadmill where my cosmic guardians, Bud and Lou, will use their power to, st- to run. Uh, fast enough on the cosmic treadmill to open up a doorway to the multiverse so me, Harley Quinn, can go to Earth-26 to give Captain Carrot his vorpal fish back, but it's too late. What What am I reading? What did I just say? <laughs> Basically, in that, it's like when she gets there, I said to you, it's pretty much Thor. Depressed Thor is just what he's doing. Now, here's what I think, and I don't speak for all Harley fans either, but the idea where you have Harley, right? Harley's already going to be cartoon. She ordered a cosmic right? treadmill. 
It came to the door in less than a day, and she was able to activate it. And put nothing that put it together. Yeah, and they and then she's like, "I hope this isn't a model, but it's." This not. is the most out of continuity book I think I've dealt with in a, a long and time. And they keep pressing that it's continuity. Uh, the thing about this, you have to have something. We talked about it from the first issue that she did. Something has to ground this book to make the, in the reality we know. Yeah. mean it in the reality. And when you end up having a cartoony Harley that's so over, like Kevin's completely fucking left. He, yeah. he was the thing that grounded her. So that's Love a shame. Kevin. But you need some sort of reality here to make the jokes work, to make everything great. And so when you end up having the car, like the cartoony world of the Zucro actually seems to be more reality based than the fucking regular world is Harley. And that uh, you can't do that. It, it doesn't. It's just too much on top of too much. It's just jokes for jokes sake. And the idea that it is losing any sort of grip. It's it's like you're reading the thoughts of a mad woman here. And that's what I think's going on. But she thinks that what she has to do is tell jokes. And and that's it. And and everything's on top of it. She ends up where she's there as this teacher. That could have been the grounding thing. But in yeah. that, she's on the phone with Khalid while the one girl's there trying to get, you know, hey, I need to talk to you about this. Oh, wait a second right now. Yeah, Khalid, you know, it, it just, it's too much. And then you get this, God, Cosmic Treadmill should mean more than this bullshit. And then, hey, hey, Budden you want to go? And you go on it, walkie, walkie. I'm like, fuck you, fuck Down you. Down already at this point because I don't know what I could have done with my right mind when I got to that Cosmic Treadmill <laughs> part. For the incontinuity dawn of DC Harley oh Quinn book. Oh my goodness gracious! It's it's one of those things where I can't. I I don't even know. I throw my arms up. It's that bad. It's it's that bad that nothing makes sense except. Now, if you don't care dead. about anything in the DC universe and you read, I this, still don't you think can, it's you can, fun. You could probably have some fun because I it doesn't matter. Can. It's right there. It looks pretty. Maybe that'll work enough for you. It but it, it it's awful. <laughs> it's just bad. Just as an aside, Eric, as the resident fan of the Zoo Crew, I love the Zoo Crew. And I got I you just, the first issue. It's like the yeah, it's like the worst thing that you could do for this book is to have them in it because it throws everything completely off. And again, people, they look great though. We well, we talked about with J Men earlier about you know, hey, the eighties cartoon you didn't mind. Now that is something like a, a Bugs Bunny. We yeah. love the Looney Tunes. Now, some people, and you're probably going to be an asshole and say, yeah, that I wouldn't mind it. What? But it almost feels like in this book, what you're doing is you're taking like the fun. I'm not just saying with the Zucra. I'm saying all in all, like a, a Three Stooges that you like as well, where all of a sudden the Three Stooges, they're going to pretend they're doctors and get manipulating, right? They're classic. Disorderlies. But, but have to watch that same thing. They don't change it up or anything. For three days, where it's, uh, you know, a 72 hour one thing of them just doing the same. It just, it's too much, though. You, you need to, there's reasons why, even like the Looney Tunes, a lot of stuff, the best are the shorts, because you yeah. end up, you're in, you're out, and then you reset and start again. The idea, it's because you can't really have a continuity in nonsense nope. like that. This needs to have that, but can't because of the We're same shit. problems. We shit. end up, it's like, re- Watching a Bugs Bunny, and like I said, somebody be, I would love to see all the Bugs Bunny in a row. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, rabbit season, duck season, that one thing going yeah, exactly. on for a week. Like that, that, and by the end, you're like, I get it. Like, we got to get something different. And that's how I feel in this. It feels like I should be having more fun. And by the end, I'm angry because it just doesn't do anything overall. And it's starting to infuriate me. 
the penny line equation. That's really what she came up with. Even the idea from the previous issue where Zatanna put together a spell to help protect Harley Quinn from breaking the multiverse so Lady Quark didn't come and kill everybody on this earth because we're dangerous. I never understood how that works. Apparently, Captain Carrot breaks it in this issue, and I thought it had already been broken. And it's just, it's a weird situation. But by the end, Harley Quinn is confronting Captain Carrot on his destroyed Earth 26. But back in our universe, Ivy finally comes home and realizes, oh my God, Harley destroyed that plant I gave her in the previous issue. I don't get it. For the sacrifice for the spell. But, But Ivy's back and Harley's bullshit. And I, this book is terrible. I'm telling you, I don't. <laughs> I would go back and re- read the fucking Sam Humphrey days at this point in time. Actually, I was thinking. Like was hey, here's the thing. I was thinking back at all the Harleys that I didn't like, and while I kind of got a little depressed, like Harley dealing with her mom dying and things yeah. like that. But at least you had something that had some substance to it. I know that, and and this is the thing where Harley fans, you know, they kind of end up getting upset when Harley just gets thrown at you like this and there's nothing to it because then other people read and oh yeah Harley's just cartoony and no you don't have to have it like that but that's and Dawn of DC to me should mean more and you have this and it just doesn't mean shit I mean even the idea where you're going to have that little debate of like well you don't have to be like the Batman wants you to be the hero I'm like you're just making fun of everything and it it doesn't it doesn't matter it's just bullshit it's really really bad but the art is pretty good I'll give I'll give Sweeney the, Boo the deal it. and but it's if you're it works because it's so cartoony and it's cartoony art uh but and the, the Sucre look great but that but Bud and Lou that bullshit has to end I mean yeah. that, it's just fucking stupid and then we have a backup that you gave up you didn't even oh, no, read, I'm it. Telling you, I read like, it. I'm telling you, I was already out of my mind at this point in time. I turned the page and had the header here. Don't close the comic. It's time for another incontinuity dream of yours truly, Harley Quinn. And I said, no, fuck you. And I closed the book. I'm, I'm done. I can't do more of this dream sequence backup nonsense when I don't have a cohesive story in my front up. <laughs> oh, my God. It is Nicole Maines on script and Mindy Lee, art and color, and Hassan Atsama. Uh, El Halal on letters. It's just Harley dreaming that she's in like this medieval world, but it's more like a role playing game type thing. Things pop up and she's like, what is that? New objective, exterminate goblin bats in the pumpkin patch. <laughs> I like no nope. art. It's no, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The art looks fine. It's just, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't it deal with it. I couldn't style. do it anymore. Yeah. Maybe like have it if you had like the wizard of id and she was in like a comic. I could go with that. I right? love that comic. And, and then the next, and she's Hagar the Horrible, next issue. Like, yeah, no, I don't, again, fun. I don't need any of this incontinuity <laughs> dream backups. I know. Well, here's the weird play. When I first heard this announcement, they were going to have the backups. Hey, they're going to, the backups, I swear to God, it said the backups were going to be Bud and Lou fucking around. It was, I'm like, okay. Now, somehow, the fucking around with Bud and Lou's in the regular book where they really shouldn't be. And then you have, the, it's terrible. It's yeah. awful. I can't even give this a fuck you fight. I can't give a chicken strips. That would be giving it too much credit, though I do love the art. So my looks amazing. my score, just pretend the art's not involved because I think that Sweeney Boo is doing the best work that she can. You can't shine a turd, Eric. It's that bad. And it almost try. gets me mad at the script being that bad that you ruin 
pretty good art, but what would you give it? Ultimately, I think the art is the only thing that's salvageable about this book because I love looking at it. I just hate the situations that they're about because the story is garbage through and through a three out of ten. Yeah, I actually actually was going to say chicken strip. No, I'm giving it I'm giving it a two point five. And seriously, the art's worth four point five. That's how bad it is. (laughs) We're negative. And it's just a joke. I'd love to say it's a joke, but that should mean it's funny. It's not. And this, it can't go on for that long, right? I mean, this is, we hate the Catwoman book, but at least something like we kind of get involved in this. There are elements of that that we see a glimmer of hope from that call back to a run that we really enjoy, right? There's nothing here that you can sit there. Just the prank war with Two-Face at this point in time when he just became Two-Face again in the Detective Comics. It's just all making fun of everything that I love about DC Comics at this point in time, and it feels like they're laughing at me instead of me laughing at the comic. If it felt like a satire beat deal, or it was out of context, the idea that you're saying, hey, they're making case, fun of everything I like, right? And the idea, well, oh, yeah, like a mad it magazine, is. yeah. Some people would say, like, that's what, but it's not. It, it's, no, Dawn of DC. It's just there. Like a Mad Max, it does feel like a stupid Mad Max, like one of the parodies. The penny line equation. Did anybody laugh at that? And any so did the editor get that and laugh? Do you think? Look, I, I read that. And I, I had to reread it. I'm like, wait, that can, does that say that? Oh, yeah. why? Why is that? If you, I didn't get. Uh, maybe we're dumb. Backside. Maybe somebody's like, don't you get it? Like, here's the thing. Backside. The first time I read, like the first, but then it's mentioned ad nauseum. So it really, you know, that's done. The female furries, I thought was hilarious. I thought that would like. In a Zucre, you know, that's perfect. Yeah. That's great. But then right after that, in that same word bubble, I swear to God, is where you get the, the panty line equation and then ruin everything. It's like the idea that I'm going to serve you filet mignon, right? Eric, you like that? You get, you get some shrimp here. And then I just pull down my pants and diarrhea all over it and then say, bon appetit. And you're like, I'm, I'm never coming to this restaurant again. Exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what it felt like. See you next you, week. You shouldn't do that. You don't diarrhea all over the filet mignon of the shrimp. <laughs> that's going to happen at the Shady Maple. It happens all the time. Ah, uh-huh. uh, but that's, uh, well, let's, let's that. you, well, we already know that Tim Drake's your book of the week. So we can move know? on from there. What is your book of the week? My book of the week is JSA number four and City Boy number one. Mine is JSA number four, but I want to throw in City Boy as a shout out. I think everybody should check that out. Those were both. I mean, amazingly, Eric, those were, it's not like we're trying to play this game, but not those were on the Patreon spotlight. And we had a lot of fun talking about that. That was, uh, patreon.com slash weird science. Again, next week's episode will be completely, uh, Patreon only. And you can yes. go over right now and even sign up for a seven day free trial. So what do you have to lose, Eric? The only thing you have to lose is your mind. And oh, you no. already lost it because of Harley. Harley. Uh, I'm telling you, I was starting to lose it in the Tim Drake reading that. But the Harley just, it took the cake. And you know what it did? Then pulled down its pants and diarrhea all over the cake. Like everything else. That's did, no that way book, to eat a cake. That book, uh, I've said it for a while now. I think that Harley, while I do love Harley when she's done well, I think that she needs to go away for a little. I think that you need to just settle down. Get it away and then come back with somebody who has a story, not just making up fucking nonsense like the panty line equation. That's fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Eric, now I'm mad at you. Why did you make? Why why did you do? Yeah. Who said that? That is somebody who knows what they're talking about. Have a story. I mean, when you end up, don't, this is the thing, DC, 
I, I have a feeling they just went to Teeny Howard and said, hey, you want to read Harley? She's like, what the fuck? Why not? Right. Don't do that. Have somebody, like, send out the memo. Hey, everybody, attention, all employees. Anybody have a fucking Harley story that will mean something? And then, by the way, anybody know anything about Tim Drake? You come to have them all just gather in and have, like, a contest. Three people pitching the stories. The best one wins there. And then we all win. Not this. Hey, I think that you'd be great on Harley because, you know, Teeny Howard, you, you've done so well with all the other fucking books you failed at. She's terrible. She's She makes her deadlines, though, Eric. I hear and she's all very right. pleasant. She's a pleasant person to work with and makes nice. her deadlines. Boom. Yeah, really. So, you know, she doesn't cause pro- the only problem she causes with the fans reading this garbage. The, the issue made me dumber. And I don't have a lot of room to spare here. I'm not like you with the memories in and out. It's I'm all just gone. dumb. I'm dumb. And I'm sitting there reading this. And eventually, I think that what they want is, and you can see the progression of what DC wants. They want me, like you said almost, it does feel like by the end of this, they want you in a padded room, drooling all over the fuck, all over yourself, going, <laughs> panty line. That's all. <laughs> Do I have Wi-Fi? Because I might be able to deal with this. No, you don't uh, have Wi-Fi. You have panty-fi. You did it. You can write you a got, comic. You got die fi Oh, the penny. Oh, do you like penny lines, Eric? I don't have to worry about that shit. That's why. Also, I can't. I can't relate. I why don't do you wear, wear pennies. No, wear undies. I don't have any line. Right? Dude, who, That's it. Like, but who's talking about underwear lines? When was the last time you had to stand in a line that was like more? Than, did Did you have to at the the movie theater at all? Uh, like, it was I very hate quick. lines. And the idea that you can get the self-checkout and shit like that, lines always infuriated me. We were at the Shady Maple, the, the buffet, in, uh, like, Lancaster area for people who aren't in the nowhere. And the, the country's biggest buffet. Uh, oh. When we got there, we had to wait in line to, to get seated. It was like, I'm telling you, 40 minutes? I said, <laughs> what is this fucking magic mountain? I don't know what's going on. I'm so That's upset. You're going to drive 45 minutes to wait in line for 40 minutes. You're out of your fucking mind just to eat. 45 minutes? What are you, going 90? It takes an hour and 20 minutes at least. Well, see, I and always say that. You tell me it doesn't take no, that long. No, it's like an hour and 15 minutes is what it does. So and, I'm not driving know, over an hour to eat and then wait in line for 40 minutes. I had like seven steaks. A lot of. I don't need seven steaks. The funniest is when I was saying that meal that I was going to diarrhea on, it was basically all I ate at the buffet. I ate a lot of filet mignon and a lot of fried shrimp. That's what I ate. I went to town. That's what they say. And then I always look at that sign. I'm like, you're not allowed to take any food out here. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> the idea that I have pockets full of steak running You're out. You're a fucking monster. Uh, that would you be need the idea. I know that's what happened. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I eat so much. We end up doing a thing and we have kind of a contest that we eat so much steak. And that's basically what it was. Logan said to me, you know what? I, I'm hungry for steak. I'm like, screw it. Let's go. So we ended up going, me, him, and Wraith. And when we get there, we eat as much steak as we can before we feel like we're going to vomit and then one more. Uh, that's uh, the that's the suicide steak we call it, and it's it's trouble. And I I still like feel shit. like it would be cheaper just to buy steak at the grocery no, store. No, there's no way. The amount I think I'm I sure they have some cheap steaks. ass steak there. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to eat like the, all of us eating eight steaks each. That's not happening. These are gas steaks. Hmm. You know what's that? Well, expensive. That? Yeah, it it's it was worth what we got. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. 
it was funny because you get there and they also they have the one station that's the brisket, a bunch of different steaks. They had lamb there, but I, I didn't try that. You know, I'm not a barbarian. And uh, then they, the have this, they have this other uh, thing. They have another station that's like uh, salmon and catfish. Nobody was there. If you wanted to get your salmon and catfish, you, you could have walked right up. But you have to wait a little for the other deal. And then this one guy, I ended up like this guy was doing the steak deal. Guy was an asshole. But that's I bet. He didn't give me my steak fast no, enough. No, no. Well, you have shit. to go. You have to say, and you're like, well, I'll have it medium. And uh-huh. they do this move that would probably you would hate. Well, they cut one open and they show it to you. Like, like well, this. I, can't I, see. Never, I never say, yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. This guy was just like, eh. and I said, because I don't want to cause trouble. I said anything close to medium. And that uh-huh. didn't, he didn't like that. He's like, close. What a piece of shit. I'm like, whatever. Just give me whatever. You fucking asshole. Just and then he the gave rules. it to me. No, no, that's there's no real, but that's the rules. And then you he know what you're supposed to do when you go up there. Something with like he like laughed at Logan. Logan didn't like that. I'm raising a bunch of assholes He's a with clown. me. We're all mad. Yes, I'm the clown maker. <laughs> but yeah, we had that, and I, I had a lot of shrimp. I had a lot of like that shit, and I also had uh, some dried corn there. That was something Why? Because it's the only place that I ever seen it, and it's pretty good. It's gross. Very sweet. Very, very sweet. They, well, they, they dry it and then you reconstitute it, I guess is what oh. the term would be. And it gets real sweet, but it looks like shit. It looks like corn that's like they picked out of turds or something, but it tastes pretty good. And I had a, a uh, pickled egg for no reason. Just, All right. There you go. There's my whole time. And a, a bunch of Diet Mountain Dew. Mm. <laughs> this is fun times. <laughs> You're that guy. I'm going to eat A6, but make sure you give me a Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, because well, watch my you go and here. You, fill, you fill it up yourself. So I, you know, uh-huh. But no, I just uh, it's too sweet. Otherwise, it's nothing about me trying to watch calories or anything. It's just too damn sweet. The rent's too damn high. Though when we went, and I did, Logan and Ray paid for themselves. And I told those assholes they have to pay. So I paid for myself. They paid for theirs. And off we went. So they're going back on like Tuesday. And I'm not doing it then. The one I said this time, though, when I was done. Every time I eat there, I'm like, I think I want to be a vegetarian <laughs> till the next day when I wake up. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's too much work. Monster. But yeah, uh, when we get done, because it's so much food, they end up where they strip down and then they lay in the back seat. And I thought this time uh, out of nowhere, like, if I get pulled over now, I have two teenage kids in their underwear laying yep. in the back seat of the car asleep. Uh, not a good look. I as thought, usual. But, and also, they don't have ID, Eric. So that might yep. be problems as well. Oh, well, there you go. Um, they're going around. Just tell them not to be animals and keep their clothes on. We uh, listen to Howard Stern on the way, and then on the way back, uh, listen to a little Guns N' Roses. They actually wanted to listen to Guns N' Roses. I was fine with that, so that was pretty fun, talking about Slash and stuff. But that's it. Next week, though, with the Patreon only, we know what's going to be on it because there's only two books. We have Detective Comics and that Power Girl special. That's it, really. Not That's the it. craziest deal, but that will be it. And also, uh, I had promised the Get Fresh crew that we would be doing our Mount Rushmore of creators. Uh, oh. They were playing that game on the, on the Slack of the 1.1 to get me involved, and I tried to push it away. And I'm like, eh, me and Eric will do that down the line. And then uh, well, John Wayne. Just do what you normally did John Wayne ended up saying that he was – I said, you're going to have to remind me. He did remind me, so we'll do that. It's it's a little different from the, you know, do or die right. pool list. We'll do that. It's, what, five people? Is that what Mount Rushmore I was actually is? thinking Four about five. my do or die pool list this week, thinking about, well, a bunch of Dawn of DC stuff that comes yeah. out. I think my Maybe list we'll has completely changed. 
maybe we'll do that. That's something because we only have two books. So what? The yeah. Do so we didn't even know we were going to have Detective Comics. That came out of the blue. I'm like, oh, honestly, we you, have t- that you told month. me the other week. I think it was like, hey, we got more books than just this. I'm like, great. And I thought it was, you know, more, more. books, yeah, more, <laughs> more. And not much. So you end up having those two, but we'll we'll try to have some fun with it. And if you know, some mail or whatever, we we usually don't read the mail. On the Patreon only nope. shows because we're afraid that the people who send it in, they're not. But who knows? Who knows? But you know, no not really a, This isn't a great way to push this Patreon no. only show. But that's it. We don't fake the <laughs> We should push it better. Uh, but all of that, yeah. Next week, Patreon only. So if you don't get involved, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and you'll just have to deal with it, jerks. Right? Yeah. Is that how we push it? Yeah, Damn jerks. Right. But everybody needs more Eric Shea. So that's all that, though. We are done. Eric, what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Open mouth, not